Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, a podcast where we play through games. I'm your host, Jared, and today I am joined by Kai and uh, not Ben, because he's running late. <laughs> Hello. And I, I can try. I'll do Hello. There you go. Mm, now, it feels, feels, now it feels like he's here. That feels, he's with us the whole time. He's with us the whole time. Ben will be here. He's just running late, so he will jump in when he gets here. But our guest for today, he's back again. We cannot get rid of him. Slade from the Game Club Podcast. Slade, welcome back, dude. It's good to have I, you. Again. I thought I was just here to replace Ben, to be honest with you. Right? You is are that, actually that... you are new Ben. That is that is <laughs> your new Ben. We have an announcement to make. <laughs> no, uh, we've lost Ben and we've replaced him with Slate. Uh, there it is. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm good. How how are y'all this morning? Uh, nobody can see it, I guess. But Kai is the most comfortable podcaster I've ever looked at. Yeah, Kai has ascended to a new level of podcasting yeah. where he's now on a couch, and everyone knows if you're on a couch, then you're successful. So I mean, I've, I've really hit rock bottom. To be <laughs> oh well, speaking speaking of real comfort. Uh, not only am I on a couch, but I'm being hand-delivered pancakes and bacon. So, so you'll get wow, to must be nice. Literally off camera. Watch me eat. Just... <laughs> yeah, a hand, yeah. For all you listeners, a hand just came in with a plate of pancakes and bacon and handed it to Kai, and now he's shoveling bacon into his mouth. It is delicious, by the way. <laughs> Kai, Kai's made it. Yeah, he's uh, made it, man. All, all yeah, those ad yeah. reads you did for Spotify for podcasters, there, they, there recon- <laughs> they recognized you. <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah, Kai and I are coming to you from uh, mobile setups at this point, so uh, we're not in the usual, the, the studio, the office, one might say. Uh, but we're here, and we're ready to talk about some Zelda, more Zelda, more exciting things. But let's jump into some housekeeping before we get into the episode. If you don't know, Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then come together each week and separate that game into sections. And then we'll talk about them. We talk about everything revolving around the game. But more importantly, we do dive deep into the narrative. So if you are trying to avoid spoilers for whatever we're playing, either play the game first and come back and listen to us. Or you can play along with us. One of the games we're playing now is Zelda. Zelda is very new. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers for a lot of the stuff in the story, play the sections first. And come back to listen and listen, or again, play along with us. But if all that sounds interesting to you, you can head over to playalongpod.com to get all of our content, or you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. And if you're dying for some more content from us, we have paid member tiers on the website. We have two tiers. One in which we do bonus content where we do conversations outside of just playing through games. We'll do roundtables. We'll do drafts, bring guests in. And the second tier, we have a D&D podcast that Ben has created that is video game themed, which as of recording, we are heavy into fighting Bowser. We're doing a boss battle with Bowser, who is voiced and played by Nave from the Gaming Together podcast. So it was a wild time. It was very chaotic. So go check that out because it was... Ben did a fantastic job of putting that all together and keeping it a secret from all of us because we had no idea that Nate was going to show up, but it was a blast. But yeah, head over to playalongpod.com to check that out. We are going to take a quick music break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into episode three of Tears of the Kingdom. See you all in a second.
In the last episode, we wrapped up our time with the Rito Village and doing that side of the quests. We were joined by Nick from Friday Night Gamecast. Go check that episode out. It was a ton of fun. It was borderline three hours long. So <laughs> break it up into sections. Listen to it at work. We talked about it for a very long time. So I apologize. But if you like long podcasts, then you're welcome, I guess. But we're going to try and not make this episode three hours long, but there's no promises. So similar to uh, the episodes we've been doing is we're going to break them up into sections. First half of this, we're going to talk about you know our exploration, side quests we got up to, things we discovered, new weapons. And then the second half of the episode, we are going to dive into the, you know, the narrative, the story, the meat of the, the content here. So first, Slade, I'm curious... For one, for the people at home listening, kind of a, you know, an idea of how you've been enjoying the game recently up to this point, and then kind of any, you know, side quest or interesting tidbits you've been finding in this section specifically. Sure. So to get, I basically ran off to the Rito Village, and just because I knew that's going to be some kind of flying ability, it's a lesser flying ability mm. than Breath of the Wild, but yeah, it's still one nonetheless, and it helps traversing a lot. After that, go back yeah. to uh, Lookout Landing. Mm-hmm. Talk to Pura, swoon a bit when she calls me Linky, because I think everybody does. <laughs> Everyone thirsts over Pura. Kai, Kai couldn't. He's like, why, why? But all she's, of us were thirsty. She's, over she's sassy. She's sassy. That's true. Well, you're you're gonna get there eventually. I promise. <laughs> It'll be a few episodes from now. But yeah, go back, and she's like, yeah, you should probably head here next. I kind of like that the game says go this way but you obviously don't have to you can run off and it's like suggestion it's like you can go and do this next sure but yeah which you can do whatever you want if you want to. yeah which i really like that kind of appreciation but after i did that and i had the flying yeah. ability i was like it's tower time i gotta get these things unlocked so i spent <laughs> tower time. i spent the rest of the time just shrine grinding and getting towers before i made my way over to death mountain and oh boy mm. some of those towers to unlock you gotta have a little bit of creative thinking yeah, I like. Well, we'll go into kind of talking about some of the towers. You know, Kai touched on them uh, in the last episode as he was talking through that because he had them all done like right from the start. But I also did that. I didn't do all the towers. I think I have one left. But there was one where the entire area was really rainy, mm-hmm. and like the uh, tower was surrounded by thorns, and you had to obviously burn the thorns, but figure out how to block the thorns from being rained on so you can burn them and then open up access to it but like you were saying Slade some of them you had to just get like really creative with how you went about solving the puzzle of getting into the tower which I liked it's super cool yeah which like there's some where you have to like get the repair person over to the tower which is a little bit different one I kind of solved on accident I was like oh that looks like an elevator as I walked up so I just put a heavy crate on it and the dude yeah. just shot up there and I'm like oh hi glad you're here to fix the elevator I solved that without <laughs> <laughs> on accident didn't mean to do that but sure yeah uh others like there's some stuff underground you have to go get but i mean i was kind of happy to see the towers back because to me it makes the exploration of hyrule a little more natural especially with now you have yeah the sky islands and just basic hyrule itself just to be able to go up spot stuff with your parapad and then go off in that direction so. yeah i mean i would i would say that like that the traversal aspects of the towers are its best function like being able to yes you can see the map and everything like that too but needing to get from point A to point B and maybe there's not a convenient shrine that you found in between that going to a tower launching into the sky or even accessing some of the sky islands in that way too is 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 extremely helpful yeah 
or like uh, sometimes I'll just land on a sky island instead of just sitting there awkwardly hovering yeah. and looking around. Yeah. Just, sit, just <laughs> yeah. sit on the sky island and then, uh, you know, mark out some spots. That seems to work out really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the last episode, we kind of had initially touched on the depths. How have you enjoyed the depths so far and, like, the whole aspect of finding that and ex- exploring it? So I only went into the depths once when I was talking to, oh, what's her name? Little, the girl at Lookout Landing who's hanging out with Robbie. Oh, Pierre's assistant? assistant? Yes. Uh, like, Robbie and the other girl? Yes, other girl. So I was talking to other girls. She sent me down, <laughs> the, down there for the first time. And uh, I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but I guess this will be important later. And then I just never went again until I had to go do this dungeon. Mm. Yeah, because there's too much. I feel like there's already too much to look at in the Sky Islands and Hyrule itself. I don't I haven't really gone down through at this point. I hadn't really gone down through low rule and looked around. Yeah. Hey, hey, it is kind of like low rule. I like that. I like that. Um, Yeah, I think I think. Kai, Ben, maybe even Nick had, had a similar approach, but I was just like depths immediately. <laughs> like before I did any, like tower anything. Because there's a, there's a, um, what do they call them? They call them chasms, right? right? Those are the big holes in the ground. There was a chasm right in front of Lookout Landing. And I immediately was like, even before Robbie, I was like, can I jump down here? And I was like, oh, I'm not dying. I'm just, I'm, I'm just falling. And I was, then I started exploring the depths. And right. as Kai was watching me play, just throw myself at uh, enemy camps and die repeatedly I'd- over and over and over again. I don't know if y'all will feel the same about this, but in low rule, because I, I don't really know. I know they call it the depths, but low rule is a better name. Low rule is. Yeah. But for low rule, the fact that uh, the gloom also takes away your hearts to me adds like an extra challenge when fighting enemies and in yes. your exploring down there. And, yeah. For sure. And then and then gives you a, like a, a reasonable way of replenishing them. Like, right. Like yeah. if you activate the, the uh, uh, what are they called? The blight light no, roots. Light roots. Thank you. Yeah. Doing that or cooking things with some of like the gloom bread or whatever will help yeah. you know mitigate a lot of that. <laughs> but not only that, but the mm, gloom bread, <laughs> that that gloom bread. But like the enemies also like being harder. Yeah, at least it seems. I don't know if that's actually factual, they, but it they feels harder. I don't know. Okay, that's they're what probably I they're probably around the same level of like the blue or red book. I wonder if they're mm, actually yeah. harder or are you more stressed out because you know if you take a hit, you don't. You can't That's actually was... replenish those hearts. Like, it's artificial. Right. I just find they take more hits to kill. Yeah. Than, mm. I'd yeah. agree with that. I mean, and additionally, it depends on where you are in the, the depths. Like, mm. just like anything else in the game, as you move farther from the initial starting area of Hyrule Field, the enemies get more and more difficult. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing with the depths that I found is like when you initially get down into them, those enemies are pretty easy to, to take on and beat. And generally, they seem to have more light just around mm-hmm. them. Like, you know, there's like the flaming skulls that are kind of like their mm. torches that they keep. And as you move farther and farther out, kind of from that starting area, it gets more and more difficult and more dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, which, you know. Not only that, but I've, I've noticed, and as I've been continuing exploring the depths as well in this section of the game, it like continuously impresses me. Yeah. Like, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll like, I'll have fallen for a bit get to a land, explore, see a ledge. I'm like, cool, I'll jump, and then jump, and feel like I'm falling even further. Like, oh, I'm, I'm still falling. Like, the depths continuously impress me with, like, the sheer length yeah. that it expands it is. For sure. And I've, since that last episode, spent a lot of time mm. in the depths, and I got the the reconstruct power, like, went yes. through that whole mission, because I never did that at yeah, the yeah. beginning of the game. So I had gone back, the only thing that I'm frustrated with the depths about, I think it's like a cool general area to be in. It's in a good mm. addition to the game, but it's not as 
intuitive to explore as the overworld is. Um, like, you know, I think often in both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, it said like, oh, if you can see it, you can go there, which is Doesn't is really work in the true. depths. Yeah. It doesn't really work in the depths. And, and it, there's a lot of like big natural walls that kind of close off certain areas to get to mm, different places. Yeah. And I find that frustrating frequently because it's like, I want it selfishly, maybe. I want it to be more intuitive of locating the light routes. Like sometimes you'll get a chain of them where you can like, you'll unlock one and you can see one in the distance. And like, that's very convenient because you're like, Mm. okay, I know where I'm going. And then there's usually things in between those two locations. But there's often times where you could go into a chasm and it's like, there's one light route. And And then you're just like meandering for a while. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's not not interconnected, completely interconnected like the overworld is, which. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, I can definitely see your point of feeling like the exploration there can be, you know, can can feel a little clunky clunky and not. And once again, like, I very I like the depths. I think it's Mm -hmm. very interesting. It's my one criticism would be that it's not as intuitive as the overworld, but I still think it's. And I almost I almost kind of like that less intuitive approach because it almost kind of like like Slater was saying like low roll like opposite high roll mm-hmm. where high roll is very like oh you have many means of exploration and you can use your powers very easily the depths almost takes that away and it's like now exploration is difficult it's hard you can't see you run into these big barriers you run into enemies that are more difficult and it almost like sets up this almost like a legit opposite high roll so but i can also yeah. see where someone might think that I've, I've, I've same thing. I've run into lots of times where I'm looking at my map, I'm like, cool, I'm gonna go here, and then I run to a massive wall that I can't uh, climb up clearly, so I have to yeah. go around and explore that way. So there's, I guess, a lot of times I'll be in low roll and I'm just over there shooting light arrows, like, can <laughs> the path please? I've wasted so yeah. many arrows just trying to interpret a yep, safe we, path to go forward. One thing that I noticed, and I don't know, don't know if you've come across this enemy in the depths. There is this, and I'm blanking on its name, but there's this giant, massive, like, frog thing, right? Yeah. Right. And what I usually do, same thing. I'll do arrows, or I'll just toss the, the bright bloom bulbs, and that thing eats them. So it follows the path of the bulbs, and it, like, came up behind. Like, I was just meandering around, and a boss battle bar came up, <laughs> and it was behind me. And I had noticed it had been following my track of, like, the little bulbs that I had been placing on the ground, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, the same thing with the little fucking turtles. Oh yeah, the, um, the, yeah. It's pretty much the, the big ones, like a, a larger version of those little guys. Yeah. And then, oh, go ahead, Kai. No, oh, well, go I was gonna, I kind of had the same thing uh, Jared did, but in uh, Hyrule Fields itself, where mm. a Lionel just kind of snuck up behind me, and well, yeah, in one hit, and he just knocked me across the yep. map, and I was like, okay, hi, I haven't seen one of y'all in a while. Hello, hope you're okay. <laughs> How's it been? It's been a minute. I still have not successfully defeated a lot. Because all I was thinking, I was like, in Breath of the Wild, I just used an ancient arrow and one shot you. What the hell am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you see clips on Twitter with people like backflipping and shield bouncing and like just like, taking them out in like maybe five seconds yeah. or so. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I saw somebody make, I saw day. somebody make like a cage with like flamethrowers and they just mm. dropped it on top of a bunch of bacoblins. And I'm like, yes. This is, it's just Warcraft. I also the game. saw there is a. <laughs> The game continuously impresses me because I saw a thing, too, where, you know, like the stakes you can put in and out of the ground? Yeah. I saw a thing where someone found out, depending on how far they are in the ground and oh, how they're is angled. Is the musical thing? Yeah, they, they make did? a pitch. And someone made a, so, like, they were making, they were replicating, like, video game music by using the lasers that spin right. and hitting the stakes as it goes around. I was like, people are, this is insane. And I've seen, like, full Gundam, like, mechs just 
go to town. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. how are you figuring this out? Me trying to just me trying to just build a car yeah. successfully. It's like a, I ran across a shrine a while back, and it had like these little tanks in it, and I just mm. you know glued you know took Link's uh, welding degree, put some spikes on the front of it, and I sent it off through the shrine to go kill the enemies for me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I also have like the technicians who work around me at my job are also big nerds. So it's a lot of times somebody will walk in and they'll be like, ah, story spoilers. Go shoot, go away. Get, get out of here. Get out, get out of here. Back. Yeah. That's I've been uh, surprisingly. And this is strange. I've seen like, like a couple of things, but nothing like too crazy. I haven't seen people post a ton of like story spoiler stuff on Twitter. I've seen a lot of like exploration and dungeons and some dungeon stuff, but Maybe I haven't seen any of the story. There's no story. <laughs> I mean, sure, yes, but like even like the, the memories and those kind of cutscenes and stuff, I haven't even like yeah. or, like people have beaten the I game. Did, I, I did my seen... first dragon tier. I <laughs> which Ooh. I was like, oh. the first one okay. with uh with uh Imba. in the Imba. Yeah. Uh Joey, oh, one yeah. of my co hosts, he got spoiled about the ending from uh TikTok mm. and I was like, Well, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, I haven't done. I, I, we touched on this in the last episode that I'm going to. Someone had recommended to do everything first, like do all of, like the story stuff, and then get all of the memories at the very end. So that's what I'm going to do after we finish the last temple. I will go go and get all the the memories in the order that they appear. So, um, I've heard from a couple of people that that's like that's like that's a good way yeah. to kind of approach this too. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that was Nick last episode. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, you get the um. The like the last one, you get a master sword and everything. And he was like, do all of that afterwards, right? Because he he went like early to get the master. Like he has the master sword now in the section we were playing at, and he was like, eh, I probably should have got it at the end. And I was like, oh yeah, I can, I, I'll, I'll get yeah. it. I'm yeah. currently in my playthrough. I'm at Gerudo Town, and I need to go back and mm. just do the boss. Like I've already done the dungeon and everything, mm. but I'm having too much fun just dicking around Hyrule. It's like Breath of the Wild for me all over again. I'm having too much fun. Yeah, and this is, it, yeah, this, the gameplay of this is uh, 80% dicking around, yes. 20% panicking that there's one day left before you have to record and you should probably do this <laughs> well, that you're going to be talking that's about. That's so funny because like, I, was, I was, again, we had started this by saying like, oh, I'm going to do four episodes because I don't know how long the game's going to be, but it almost like works so well in our format because the essentially... There's four main quests, right? That's all that we're doing. I mean, a lot of the stuff is optional. Even the memories are optional. You can beat the game and not unlock any of those. So it's just like, and these sections aren't long at all. Like doing the dungeon and all that stuff isn't too long. Like I, so I did the same thing with Yukai yesterday. I hadn't done, or sorry, day before yesterday, I hadn't done any of the story stuff. And I was like, oh, I probably should do the Goron City and Fire Temple probably, at this point. Yeah. So I went through it and I finished I it. I finished it yesterday, and I was like, it was easy. I don't yeah. know what it is that's different for me, but I'm having much more fun running around and discovering shit yeah. in this game than I am in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, today, today I was playing it on the way back. Like, we were traveling back from CNL's family up north, yeah. um, and I was playing it in the car. The other day I was playing, and I was just, like, looking around. I was like, why does this look kind of familiar? And I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm in Zora's domain." Like I'd managed just to run my way up to Z- up to Zora's domain, um, and it's just—I don't know what it is about it, but it feels a lot more full of character mm. compared to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, which is weird because it's essentially the same map. But yeah, I was talking—I was talking to a friend yesterday about this too, where it's like. 
there's I play through Breath of the Wild, you know, so much. I, I have that world kind of like seared into my brain. And yeah, there is points of interest that I recognize, but they somehow did a fantastic job of making this entire game feel new. Like I got to a section of the Hyrule, uh, Hyrule field or, or the map where I was convinced that this wasn't in Breath of the Wild. Cause I was like, I don't recognize this area at all. Like I don't, this must be new. And it, I, for the most part it wasn't, but just like how things are formatted, even the towers and the, and the locations that there are, you know, forced me to explore places they're not. And granted Breath of the Wild is huge. So there's probably yeah. lots of things that I didn't explore in that game too, granted. But yeah, they, they did a fantastic job of making this game feel familiar, but also feel new at the same time. Have y'all yeah. have y'all gone back to the Great Plateau? Like, I haven't even been there yet. No. Yeah. So okay. I went back the other day. I was running around. I was like, "Why does again?" I was like, "This place looks looks familiar." Familiar, and it was the um the Thunder Plateau, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I yeah. need to unequip all my metal shit like immediately." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What were you gonna say, Kai? Yeah, I think that. I mean, one of my criticisms of Breath of the Wild was that it was uh, very empty and did not feel like, yeah, sure, you can explore and there are things to find, like a Gorillion Korok seeds, and they're still there in this yep. game. Don't worry. Um, but, like, it didn't have the same level of kind of reward system in the sense of, like, in this game, you can walk five minutes in any direction and you're going to find something. Um, whereas Breath of the Wild was much more sparse and repetitive in like the way that even the the enemies functioned in that game and like the hordes that you would just run into were often kind of just the the same prime like set up copy and pasted throughout the map Mm -hmm. um i think they they you know which is logical for doing a sequel is they've done a much better job of like filling things out and making more ways to interact like i think the other problem with breath of the wild and why it didn't keep my attention as well is because the way that you interact with the world and the gameplay became very samey after mm. playing it for long periods of time. Whereas this, you can kind of transition to be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm kind of fucking sick and tired of just like running around killing enemies. Let me go explore like the cave system. Let yeah. me go do the chasm. Let me go, you know, underground. Let me go to the sky Island. Like it has enough environmental diversity and gameplay diversity that you, there's always something that if yeah. you get bored of one of the aspects, you can kind of bounce to the next one, which and is really nice to see. And, yeah. You know, is it was a major point of criticism that yeah. I had of, of Breath of the Wild that they fixed in this And it's game. so it's so strange, too, because if I think of, like, Hyrule Field and you're like, oh, man, it's empty, I want more, You, I think I immediately think of, like, oh, you put more towns, you put more, like, places of interest. But this just has, like, oh, now there's all these cave systems. Now there's these sky yeah. islands that you can see and you can access. You can fall into these deep caverns, which is the depths where it's like yep. those little points of interest just make little areas. Like again, and some of these caves are insignificant. There's a chest or maybe there's nothing like, or other wells, like finding like going to stables and towns and locating all the wells too. And sometimes yeah. they have important things and sometimes they don't. Just like just little peaks of interest everywhere you go just contributes to this game always feeling new and adventurous. Yeah, and it, it's not like, you know, like those things I'm not seeking out. Like, I'm not yeah. going around being like, I'm looking for wells. It's just you're going in a direction, yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, there's a well right there. Or, oh, shit, there's some ruins over there. Or mm. there's, you know, whatever new version of the thing that they added into the game. I mean, even the... And I think the other thing is, compared to Breath of the Wild, there's a gorillion more side quests. Like, a- anywhere you're going, there's, you yeah. know, some some individual with a red exclamation point that's going to ask you to do something for them. Mm. And like also the, the difference in length between the side quests is really nice. Like you have the sign guy where you just have to figure out a way to hold up a stupid fucking sign. 
um, and then you have much guy. longer side quests, like the like fierce deity side quests, for yeah. example, where you it's like a very intricate, long, arduous process mm-hmm. to make it to the end of that side quest. So, like yeah. on that, there's a little town called. Uh, just make sure I say it right. Lurin Village. Yeah, Lurlin. Yeah, yeah Lurlin. So I was going to talk about this today. Okay, yeah. so I went there because one of my favorite Zeldas is Wind Waker, mm-hmm. and it's it's honestly where Link has personality for the first and only time in his life. And yeah, I, yeah. I went down there just because somebody told me like the clothes from it was there, and just having to go rebuild mm-hmm. the town. But the first thing you have to do is eliminate all the enemies there. And I, mm. I probably spent twenty minutes running around the town looking for this last enemy, and then I see a well, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to go underground now. Hop down there, and then there he <laughs> there he is, just hanging out one enemy mm. by himself. Oh, that's really cool. And just on the back of that, like while we're talking sort of that's side so quests funny. and stuff, once you save the like Lurlin village um you get free everything for the rest of your life free they say to link yeah they're like link they're like if you want a bed come along it's free so you can stay at the inn oh wow that's really cool you can um use the spa for free but if you want to upgrade to like the salt fin that they offer they have to pay a little bit for that um free food there's a woman who's just cooking and every single day she'll have a different recipe Mm -hmm. And she'll go along and give you the recipe for the food. So you just cool. constantly unlock new shit, you know, just kind of. Yeah. I, because you're now heralded as, like, the savior of this village. Yeah. And That's like the the coastal town, right? Lurlin is, like, yes. the coastal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in the yeah. Uh, it's not just southeast a, of the map. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a title. Like, it actually has some weight to it now. Like, you know, people in stables will be like, oh, you're the person who mm-hmm. saved the village. And when you go to the village, they're like, oh my god, you're our savior. Like, please eat for free. Stay in yeah. our inn. Yeah. Like, do all this stuff. I, I think also piggybacking a bit off what Kai said, like a, a really good sequel is one that takes the first game and then uses that as a jumping point to elevate mm. the next one up a lot. And that's what this kind of feels like. It feels like Breath of the Wild is like a base template, right? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, what more could we do? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. my my com- <clears throat> my comparison that I used, uh, I think either first or second episode, was that like Breath of the Wild in context of like the difference between the two games was the original Zelda and Tears of the Kingdom is like linked to the past, like that yeah. kind of like iterating off of that original formula, building off of it. It's still looking and feeling familiar, and how it's played is in a familiar way, but it's just like they had added so much to improve the the quality of life and the world building and all of that. Yeah, I will say the. Sorry, Kai. Before I know Kai wants to say something very important, but um, <laughs> so important, always um, only important. I don't know about Kai, but like myself, hearing people talk about Tears of the Kingdom, I've never been more uh, vindicated and sure of my scoring of a game when I scored Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Freaking little haters out here who are like, <laughs> "It's a perfect game, it's amazing," and then they're playing Breath of the Wild, they're like, "This is better." And it's like, yeah, you know why? Because it wasn't a fucking perfect game. No. This is a complete aside, Um, but yeah, I have an important announcement. Your boy's officially a homeowner. Uh, Terrytown, bitches, I bought that shit. Yes, hey, nice. Ten Sundalions later, and uh, (laughs) you did that so in an absolutely absurd fucking economy of this game. Of so it's fifteen hundred dollars for buying the plot of land and the two base. 1500 rupees for just the base unlock mm. of land and then you get two building units which is a foyer and a bedroom mm-hmm. uh 
and the every additional room on top of that is anywhere from 300 to 800 well, that's rupees. Not, that's not too bad. Um, it's not too good, though, because I don't know about you, but I'm not flush with cash, cash most that's of the fair. time, yeah. and I've I've sold many of my... Right. of my rubies and mm. diamonds and things that I found in the underground to be able so, to afford my uh, house. Yeah, go for it, Ben. No, I was going to say, I I don't know about you guys. Like, I started off selling ruby and, mm. and sapphire and shit. Now I just sell the cobbling plants and the fucking bloom seed fins. I mean, I you get so much of them. I mean, seeds. I was going to say, I, I utilize them so much, but you have so much of those parts and the... the bright bloom stuff where it's like mm-hmm. i can sell like a hundred of these and still be fine like don't get no, me wrong I mean, like they're they only go for two rupees but i had 240 of them so i sold 200 and made 400 rupees yeah and then i went into a well about five minutes later and picked up another 10 yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean i will sure like yes i also have just sold everything in my inventory that i don't use generally but even in this section you're required to buy a a uh, piece of armor that's 750 rupees. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. and that was coming off of the back of doing Terrytown already. So then I yeah. was like, okay, gotta go find things to sell. Um, I will say that I'm very disappointed with the home building mechanics, and I know that it's not the point of the game, mm-hmm. and I know that it's probably literally only for sweaty nerds like me who love that shit and want to yeah. build like the most intricate bases in the world. But it's it's not. Yeah, and and I, I yeah, and I know you like 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 you said simple kind of base mechanics i've seen people base, build like some cool homes and stuff like that and it's pretty rudimentary is the wrong word because it feels like it has a negative connotation to it but it's like it's fine you know it's not anything crazy but i know the building it's you very, like it's very basic yes. yeah it's very basic i know the building you like is like astroneer and no man's sky and very complicated yes. building things and that's not what this is so no yeah i ended up stumbling on it because i'm trying to find the horse god um and Ooh, i'm trying yeah. to uh do it without looking on on google mm. um so i've been sleeping in the melania beds or whatever they're called right and, and kind of getting the hints here and there and i've pinpointed most of it down um but i ended up stumbling onto Terrytown, and i'm at the bit where i have to gather 10 sunder lions mm-hmm. um so i can dye the balloon for weird construction guy's daughter mm. I- fun i know I, I just I I've also got to Terrytown in this in this section. I haven't um done any of the quests, but I just did here to unlock. What- it's actually really fun. <laughs> like like there's like a guy who's holding the rail cart mm. hostage, and is like, oh, you have to pay to go on the rail cart. But the guy at the bottom like is like, oh no, it's free. Um, and you have to like <laughs> block his vision so that mm. he can't see the little girl get onto the rail cart, and it's just that's it's that's really fun. Funny little thing. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and I've noticed like some of the side quests, and I think you might have done this one, Ben, last time. But one of the ones that I touched on was, you know, the first introduction to the great fairies, and doing that where you mm-hmm. have to fix the cart and get the the musicians up so they can serenade the fairy and get her out and everything like that. But just how some of these side quests build off of the overall narrative, or just just lore in general, because Ben, I think you had kind of hinted at it or touched on it in the last episode of you know, questioning Zelda's appearances here and those motivations mm-hmm. too, because it seems like a lot of characters are saying that, you know, she has been acting weird, she's been acting strange, she's around all these situations that are like, she almost, evil's a strong word, but it's almost like that. Like, she's like, she's different for some reason after mm-hmm. interacting with all these I, characters, but. 
I've backtracked on that now. Oh, because okay. of um, so initially my plan was uh, my my theory thought process my theory. Thank you. Was that um, Zelda was actually a uh, the Zelda we knew mm. was like influenced by Ganon somehow. Okay. Um, I've backtracked on that just because I've been doing some of the pen missions, like the investigation Ooh, okay. missions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of them talks about Zelda riding around on a big beast with tusks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it turns out it's actually just this new species of creature called a Dondon. Um, oh. That's like a really small... Well, it's not really small. It's about like a little bit smaller than a horse. Um, and they have tusks. But that started off as this like urban legend when I she see. first discovered these creatures they people didn't know what they were and over the course of hundreds of years it's been amplified up to her riding around on this creature with massive tusks and I'll so there's some context the that they was missing yeah. from those oh, okay I yeah see. I see. i'll report back next episode because there's an interesting thing that i'm testing because mm. they talk about how um if you feed these Dondons luminous stones, mm. they essentially shit out rupees and sapphire and diamond. Oh, beautiful. Just farm them for money. Um, so I have been just feeding them copious amounts of yeah. luminous stone. Um, it didn't happen immediately. It's been a couple of days. I'm going to go back and revisit them and see. Mm. Like, I've slept at a couple of inns, so like a couple of in-game days have passed. So I'm going to go and and check on my yeah. investment and see, <laughs> one of, see how that is one of the things i'm doing right now too is i'm on the i'm now uh send it into the bubble gym quest and doing all of that because mm. i want that armor set because it looks so cool i have yeah. i have the 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 chest piece or whatever and i need to i know there's a couple like things that you can do in between like you get the uh, mokoblin hat and you get the mokoblin hat and all that kind of stuff i sold them you just sold them i mean yeah i mean the six hundred rupees, and I was oh, like, "Six hundred, that's interested. wild." Yeah, you sell them for six hundred each, and I was like, "I'm much more interested in twelve hundred rupees, especially for the fucking yeah. heat flame armor in um, fucking Goron Town." City. Yeah, um, and I was like, "I'm much more interested in like massacring these little creatures as well." So yeah, but, you're like, oh, "I don't want to be. I'm not playing nice here. I don't need to stand next to them and not fight. Like I'm gonna fight yeah. them." I accidentally stumbled onto the. Um, the deity armor side quest mm -hmm. um, without realizing I couldn't for love nor fucking money um, work out so like you, you find the cave and there's the two dudes outside and they basically are like we're the best adventurers ever blah 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 and they're like mm -hmm. fuck it you can go into the cave and look through all of the chests so I went into the cave and looked through all of the chests but they're not the first person to say it. Somebody else at a stable, like a woman at the stable, mm -hmm. was like, oh, if you feed a dog, they'll come to love you, and then they will lead you to treasure. And yeah. these two dudes make a comment about it, but I couldn't get the dog to lead me anywhere. I kept throwing mean fruit with this dog, and it kept putting out love hearts, but it wouldn't actually lead me anywhere. I don't know if anybody else has managed to. Yeah. If you fe if you feed it enough, it'll go in. You don't need the dog, though. You can just go open all the chests and you'll oh, yeah, find I just, it. Oh, yeah, I ended yeah. up going in and opening them all. Yeah. Also, can't um, pay the dog, you have to pay so them rupees bad. to get the fucking... Have you seen the people... Yeah, you, you can't Have you seen the people who made, like, the giant hands out of logs and they use that... Yeah, and they dogs? just... There's a whole <laughs> intricate, like, system of it moving and, like, petting the dogs that's sitting there. Yeah, it's wild. That's awesome. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I, I aside from the bubble gem quest and did the great fairy thing, 
that's kind of like the side quest, at least, you know, main side quest stuff that I got up to. And right now it's, mm-hmm. it's been just the bubble gem because I want that armor. Cause it, and you can dye it, which I thought looks really cool. I saw someone on Twitter dye like the chest orange and the hair yellow and it looks like Goku. And I was like, okay, well, that's... <laughs> I was going to say, is that the Goku armor? Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Um, yeah, Slade, any, any more side quest stuff I'd, that you got up to? I, I don't play Fashion Zelda. Like, my armor set is 100% mix-matched because I just don't care what Link <laughs> yeah. looks like. I, mine's, I, mine's like that right now, yeah. too. I am completely ridiculous. I have, like, my Wind Waker headpiece on at the moment, but, like, the flame yeah. armor <laughs> as well to keep me from burning to death because I only really need the one piece to keep me from being yeah. too hot. And then just the regular Hylian pants. None of nice. my outfit makes sense whatsoever, but you know what? We're we're rolled awesome. with it. Makes me laugh in cutscenes. You're efficient. And that's Function all that over matters. form, baby. Function over yeah. form. Function over that's form. It, yeah. Um, I don't think I did any notable side quests mm. really. I just spent a lot of time running around finding shit. Like I found yeah. there's a woman who, um, I can't remember where it is, but you go down into a well at a stable, and she's basically like, I'm trying to locate every well in Hyrule. And she'll pay you a hundred rupees yeah. for every well location that you give her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "There's 59 wells." Um, and basically, every time you find a bunch, you can go tell her, and she'll give you a hundred rupees per well. Mm-hmm. Time to build my of- house. I'm gonna go find the well lady. <laughs> <laughs> Grind rubies for the well lady. Yeah. yeah, most of my stuff was kind of just doing like the odd side quests, like helping um, helping a little girl in Terrytown yeah. and stumbling into Zora's domain and I kind of left that place immediately Mm. but I've just been kind of doing a lot of shrines and doing a lot of sky towers Mm. um I've not ventured into the depths or into the sky as much as I would like to I think that's where I'm going to focus on next Mm. just because uh, I'm curious how they are because at the minute they kind of feel unnecessary to like plot wise they're more kind of like exploration side quest stuff Mm -hmm. i did interestingly um i have gotten a little bit braver and i have started taking on the phantom hands that appear ever so often yep Um, (laughs) well so i took um i took on the first lot that i came up against after we recorded last episode um and i defeated them i just dazzled through them and then i was freezing them and then hitting them with fire and i was like oh this is a fucking piece of piss whatever okay they gave me the dark gloom stuff and I was mm. like, oh, this is going to be really handy. And then about two days ago, I stumbled across the second set of Ganon hands that was like in these castle ruins somewhere mm. in the northeast of the map. And I defeated them and I was like, fucking pierce, pierce or whatever. And then all of a sudden, a health bar appeared. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and then it was like Phantom Ganon. Mm. And there was a Phantom Ganon that appeared. Oh, really? Spear. Yeah. And if you beat him, you get the Demon Lord Spear, mm. which um, is super powerful. But every time you deal damage, it breaks your heart like the Gloom does. And then once you've killed, once you've killed the enemies, it restores them. Um, and you what get the Demon King's weapon. Yeah, you get the Demon King's bow as well, which mm. is like a 
30 something bow that you can use i was wondering if you got the armor set because i know there's a phantom ganon armor set you get too so i didn't know if that was through this as well oh maybe but i just it really threw me off because i was like oh yeah i defeated the hands and then the health bar appeared and like the yeah. title thing well up. it's like phantom ganon that's like, i had oh, talked no. about it uh, earlier before you came in but i was talking about how i was exploring the depths and i did a similar thing where a boss battle bar came up and it's one of those giant fucking frog things and it, it had followed me because it, i was throwing bright bloom um seeds down and it eats them and it was following my path to me and then i had like what a big... giant frog that terrifies me i did not know that was a fin yep yeah so if you oh, like the little okay. tiny ones that hop at you there's a yeah, massive yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like a massive one that's like full of gloom and it eats the bright bloom seeds as it walks around so oh. it like it followed my path as i was going through the world and then i was like oh, oh you fucking handled and grittled it yep i was like you, nope man. not by, not fighting this <laughs> not fighting this um the other, yeah, I, so, I also stumbled across the little tar- stone uh, taluses as well, like the little mini baby ones. Yeah. Yes. They, yeah, I always yeah. feel like they just come up from behind and just like kick me in the shin. But they like <laughs> rabbit punch you. Yeah, man. yeah. And you're yeah. just like, what the fuck? Where the, did you come yeah, from? Yeah, they just show up out of nowhere, but you could just pick them up and throw them. And <laughs> yeah. Well, unless like there's a there's a couple in the <laughs> the fire temple, but they're like yeah. lava ones, and that does not work with no, those ones. No, you can't pick those ones. Up. No, no, don't do no, that. You don't pick those. But up, I feel but bad. They're just no. like little guys, and I bring my like hammer out and I just crush them once, and they just <laughs> d- dissipate into pieces. I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. You I'm can sorry, pick guys. them up and throw them, and they just crumble, and it's that's mm. yeah. Yeah, this week's been interesting. Like it's been a lot of. Um, last week for me was very side quest heavy, and I did a lot of side quests. Um, and this week's just kind of been exploration and lore, mm-hmm. just kind of been, you know, learning a lot about the Zelda myths that are out there through yeah. pen and like just kind of learning the lore of the land rather than actual physical side quests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same I did thing. do. Have you guys done the cherry blossom tree thing yet? No. Nope. There are cherry blossom trees throughout Hyrule um, and they're on hills. And if you walk up to one, there's like a little, um, a very, very tiny like stone shrine in front of the tree. Mm. If you put fruit in it, uh, a Satori shows up, which is what the bubble guy wants to become. Yeah. It's like the, the little the like rabbits. Little, little blue. F- yeah, but this one's ma- This one's big. Oh. It's like the size of a wolf. It's like a like the daddy Satori. Um and it howls and then shows you the locations of all the caves around you. Um, but they only, like, it shows up as, like, pins from the sky, like, light comes up. But they only stay there for a set amount of time. So that you can then look, you can zoom in with the scope and, like, pin like them by looking at yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you go there and there'll be, like, treasure or there'll Interesting. be a gem or whatever. The- it's cool. The la- the last thing that I did here was I again I'm on a, a hunt for uh, outfits so I'm going around and finding the old uh, link like the previous link the Twilight Princess and the Wind Waker and everything and I have the full Twilight set but I found out to get the cap so, uh, so under- you don't have the full set well yeah I just don't have the cap I, that's that's the only thing I'm missing is this hat which I don't necessarily have to have but <laughs> you have to defeat there is a Gleok that's in the depths and you have to beat a Gleok to get the cap and I'm like well that's not happening right now at least so <laughs> I have not successfully done yeah, that I I still get very very frustrated by the combat system and how quickly I die to put goblins in this game mm. it's still frustrating me I do um, die a lot even I now I'm on like 9 hearts constantly yeah, there's a lot of one tap going on
Okay, so well, now that we're done with our side quests and whatnot, our adventuring, let's get into the meat, the narrative of this section of Tears of the Kingdom. As last episode, I'm going to do kind of a brief overview and stop on touching points to kind of comment and see what the other boys uh, talk about certain sections. So, Goron City is our next destination. As we get into there, as we get towards uh, Goron City, obviously it gets hot, so now we have to find some kind of thing to help us there. I went up in a different direction because I hit Unobo corporation first and then i hit goron city there's a shop in there in which you can get and buy the the armor set and everything so now you can traverse around goron city the big thing here now is there's all of these gloom ridden rocks that are populating the city and the gorons that are eating it are now being almost corrupted by these gloom ridden rocks their eyes will glow bright red and more specifically unobo which was the champion from breath of the wild has also been infected by this he as you can tell immediately when you meet him, his personality has done a 180. The shy and meek Unobo from the previous game is very brooding and he's very rude and he's he's very in your face in this game. And he, as you talk to him, he was telling you that Zelda was the one that gave him this mask that he's wearing. He had been talking to Zelda and everything like that. So ultimately we go to meet up with Unobo to try to figure out what's wrong with him. There's these other two small Gorons that are Concerned about his well-being and concerned about him in general, and Unobo doesn't seem to have any care about the gloom rock that is infecting the other Gorons. He's just continuously going to mind that. So as we get into meeting up with Unobo for the first time, we actually fight Unobo. There's a boss fight with Unobo, which I think is really interesting, and I'm curious how you guys felt about not only fight the fight in general, but fighting one of like the previous champions. No, I was about to say, Ben, do you want to go first? Uh, d doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um, I kind of liked it, to be honest, about having to fight the yeah. previous champion. Because, you know, when you got these guys that you've been using their abilities the whole time, or at least in the previous yeah. game, uh, it does kind of make you wonder, like, could I take them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, I actually thought it was really good. But, you know, the whole time... If you think about his character from the previous game to this one, you're like, you were such a nice, wholesome dude. What? Right. What the fuck? Like, this what, is who hurt you? <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is this is yeah. not no what? And I don't. I I thought it was really good. I kind of approached uh, yeah. Goron City the w same way I did in the first game, where I came up through in between the uh, the mountains, where I found out about yeah. the uh, what do they call the stones that everybody the rib rock or it's like. Oh, the marble, marble, yeah, roast. the marble roast, roast, roast rock, which is Something, like the, yeah. the the gloom rock that the Gorons are eating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's actually, yeah, and you discovered that that bistro. Place. Yeah, there's a in like oh, interesting. And nearby the bistro, there's actually like a cave you can go into, and if you take the chef that, then you can get just the the rock roast cooked for you. Oh, cool! And it mm -hmm. gives you back a ton yeah. of hearts. So, a little pro tip for you there. Oh, you wow! Know. Yeah, if you're in need of some hearts, find it even after you beat the uh, the dungeon. Mm -hmm. And all that's through. They'll still sell you. Yeah. The, well, like, you could still go get them in that cave, like that's nearby. You could still go get it. Yeah. It's a bit of a bitch to carry it back to them, but you can do that, and it doesn't cost you anything. Mm. You take it. He cooks it. You get it. But you can only do one at yeah. a time. Don't be like me and try to weld all twenty that are in the cave together, and then walk back with the bundle of them. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, I detached one, walked up to him with it. The little cutscene went. I turned around to grab another one, and they were all gone. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh god! But uh, 
Yeah, I came in that way, but seeing uh, Yonobu like that is just, it was just wrong. And I don't know who the two young Gorons are. Are they supposed to be like related to him? Are they supposed to be like his kid? I think it was like his underlings like or something like that. Or? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how Goron relations work, but you know, Gorons got to eat rocks, <laughs> but not those rocks. Those rocks. Not the sad, not the sad rocks. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I came the same way. I came up through the mountains and. Uh, found the bistro mm. and that's kind of where i first got introduced to the rock and you talk to the chef and he's like oh you know basically it's making all the gorons lazy yeah. Um, yeah and they just kind of all they care about is eating this marble rock um i the thing that threw me off at first about goron city yeah is that i went to goron city and i was like yo i've got my heat resistant shit i'm good let's go okay mm. And I kept taking damage. I was like, why the fuck am I taking damage? And it's because you need Flame Guard. Yep. Flame Guard and Heat Resistance are ah, two very, different things. Very, very different. Yeah. Um, and I was just kind of like, yeah, Heat Resistance is hot. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, so I learned I learned that lesson. Um, Yonobo was, was interesting, kind of yeah. similar to like what you guys have said. You know, it's very, it's very strange to kind of... He's almost become like... Uh, like capitalist now you know? yeah he's like oh, all for like, profit you know, doesn't care, care about, about the people the yeah that's it yeah he's like i don't care about the gurus i just want to shield the rock i just want yeah. the money um and i was kind of like do you know what like if this is who you've become then like yeah let's go like exactly. we're, gonna, we're gonna square off like yeah it's like when your friend absolutely um, it's like when your friend's not acting like himself you just have to go like smack him like, hey, that's it. Yeah. you gotta just you like just hit him a couple just, times like, and the mask <laughs> falls off, and yeah. then you're like, oh, okay, cool, you're that's back it, to your yeah. normal self. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I like the boss fight in general. Yeah, um, I don't know if you want to touch on that, but like the actual, the actual boss fight itself is because it's it's very interesting because I I felt like it was done right to kind of mm. match the canon because Link never actually hurts Yonobo. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you can't hurt him when you just try to him. hit him normally either. Exactly, yeah. Link, Link, he charges Link. Link moves out the way and he hits himself into the wall and damages the mask. Eventually it yeah. falls off. So I was like, okay, the fact that we're not physically harming him, it's like, you know, like, I mean, to use your kind of analogy of your mate and whatever, like if your mate was pissed and started swinging yeah. for you, like you wouldn't you wouldn't hit your mate back. You'd just be moving out the way. You'd be yeah. like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, Wait. I'm not going to hit you. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Um... You can damage his mask is damaged by just hitting the walls. Mm -hmm. That's what happened for me. Yeah. Because for me, he would go and hit one of the rocks or walls and get stunned, and I hit him in the face with my sword, and it like cracked the mask. Like I actually hit the mask with my sword, and that's how I damaged him. Mm. I used. Am I misremembering? I used arrows. Like while oh, he, yeah. while he was stunned, mm. just to shoot arrows at him. Yeah. Yes, no, he does get stunned. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. He does. Oh, get right. I just didn't know if there was another way. That's cool. I mean, I didn't even think about arrows. That would have been smart because like I no, tried no, to no, stab but... him with my spear and it didn't work. And I have to like you have to hit exactly <laughs> the hitbox around the mask. Or it it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like with the zone eye devices. Yeah, like you can't be just near them. You have to like if you stand a certain way, Link will hit the zone eye device itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, yeah, like you know, you're not really, you're not really damaging him per se right you're like, just damaging you know, them as you can see the the mask that Unobo is wearing the luchador mask as, as kai was saying is the thing that is essentially controlling him and making him have this personality yeah I, okay he's a dick for sure he's he's very mean he has this very capitalist mentality but i almost like i almost liked his like like 
like the change. Like I like when the, like games or movies or whatever will do like a one eighty on their characters. I'm like, oh, that's a bold move. Like, okay, I see. I kind of like that. Mm. But especially because he was like, he was very docile. Yeah, he's a very much, he was a very wet blanket. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a very gentle soul, and so to kind of see that whole one eighty. Like, yeah, um, like in the first game, you had to really get him like make him brave, you know, because he didn't want to go yeah. up Death Mountain mm-hmm. with you, and then this. It's kind of yeah, yeah. To see him like just be so hardcore, like, oh no, I'm the strong. And you're like, what? Who? This is not the nice guy. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, it's very um, uh, it's I know it's a very very strange comparison, but it's very similar to like Macaron in High Five Rush. Like, it doesn't really want to fight, but you're kind of like, it's for the great. It's good. for the greater we good. We need this. you. We and need like, you. Okay, right. You have a certain. Um, you have a specific set of skills <laughs> that we yeah. need to <laughs> yeah. do that. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Lo and behold, the mask breaks off, and yeah, mask and breaks off. Back to himself. That was the thing that was controlling him. And this is where I talked about it at the top of the episode. That my string of thinking that Zelda was. I, I had two thoughts, and I'll I'll get into more of my tinfoil hat theories towards the end after the fire temple. But that like, she's intentionally doing these actions, whether or not that's mm-hmm. for good or for bad. That's you know we don't we don't know that, okay, but it let's, let's seems get, like they are intentional. Let's get into it now. Okay, okay. let's fuck it. Because let's, let's do it now. This, because so I, I was very much in the same path as you. Yeah. Right. I was like, this is an evil version of Zelda who is corrupting Finns for whatever. You know, maybe yeah. Ganon mm-hmm. has corrupted Zelda. Blah blah blah. I don't think so. Yeah. I now think that Zelda is. It's a bootstrap paradox. That's right. This Zelda is, what I was is get to. creating. Zelda is creating the events that are necessary for to form Ganon the timeline where Link defeats Ganon. Correct. She has to. So the corruption is Ganon. Right. Like the corruption in Death Mountain is Ganon. Right. But Zelda is like doing these fins in order to make Link meet certain people, right. and and like she's leading them into the cave where the crab monster is. Yeah. She's like, this is where you have to go. This is and who you have to defeat. This was my this is my theory. Is like I don't I didn't think that she might be evil, that there these might be necessary evils. That like Zelda we know mm-hmm. is the sage of time. She can essentially mm-hmm. go about time or has the power of time or whatever. That there has to be these necessary evils to get Link to a point in which he well, is he can defeat Ganon. And also because I don't think it's necessarily just about Link. I also think it's about the Sages. Because in oh, both yeah. situations yeah. so far, the Sages have only awakened once the Scourge that Ganon right. created right. has been defeated. If there was no Scourge, and then, the then the Sages would awake, wouldn't be able to seal Ganon. Yeah, so I th- I think Ganon is creating the, the Scourges. I think that is the yeah. Demon King. That is Ganon. So- and I think... Z- Zelda is kind of leading Link to the sages yeah. and then leading Link and the sages to these scourges so that not only are the scourges defeated and the land itself is saved, but also the sages awaken so that Link has mm. the power of the sages to defeat the Demon King. Yeah. So Zelda has to put the Luchador mask on Yuinobu so we can go defeat the spider boss is what you're telling me. Because it seems a little overly complicated. Why couldn't she just lead us to the top? It is overly Why couldn't she just lead us to the top of Death Mountain? Where, it is overly complicated. Where, You're right. Yeah. 
I don't. I'm. Not, I don't. The the luchador mask. I'm not 100 percent certain on. Right. Because it's that's, it's a, not. A, it's a not a for sure. There's there's some holes in the theory for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, if we so for instance, in our playthrough, we've done the Rito Village and we've done um, Goron, Goron City. City. Yeah. So Goron City is kind of like the outlier at the moment because of that luchador mask. It's yeah. kind of a weird situation. But with the Ritos, it's like okay, so Ganon. Ganon essentially inserted a scourge or inserted gloom into that ship, which then caused the blizzard, right. and then that kind of that makes yeah. sense. The Luchador mask well, is very strange. Not only that, but I don't like, know if it's a case of like you know, because Zelda gave it to that's him. That's what I'm saying. I was like, you know, intentionally or, or you know, told us that Zelda had given this to him, right? And I don't think she would give him a mask to turn him into a dickhead. No, I, I can yeah. understand her. I can understand her leading Lincoln Yonobu into the cave and to the crab mm-hmm. monster and all of that stuff. That makes sense. The mask is the outlier that doesn't make sense for me. Um, I definitely think... At first, I did think she was evil. Now, I think, kind of like you were saying, it's necessary evils. She's she's almost kind of like with the MCU, where you had, like, Kang was determining the timelines and what should happen, yeah. and, like, the TVA are stopping the Nexus events, and they're determining the flow. She knows. She's Doctor Strange. She's seen the one in 14 million timeline yeah. where the Demon Kin is defeated. Right. And so she is kind of guiding these sages and guiding Link down the path that they need to get to. It's the 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 mask is is something I right. Can't that's a big outlier. Maybe, for maybe sure. there's two. Maybe there's maybe there's an evil Zelda. Maybe you like. That's, there's, there's that's, two. I, I'm wondering if it if it is actually her or if it's the Sage of Time. But that's it's just a game theory. It's just oh. a game theory. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah the whole thing with the mask confuses me as well. But very curious to you know peel more back on this plot because that kind of stuff and essentially you know whether it's Zelda or not. The player is is perceived to be it's to be Zelda, and it, it seems like she's having more agency in this, at least narrative wise. Again, if it's her, if it's not, whatever. But I am enjoying that aspect of seeing more Zelda, not just like oh she's trapped in the castle for a hundred years and she's holding Ganon mm-hmm. back, and it's like well that kind of sucks. She's she's in the direct narrative more than just like memories and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean the only the only thing I can think of with the mask, sorry, just to, the only thing I can think of is the maybe no because that wouldn't make sense either don't worry <laughs> i was gonna say maybe <laughs> she gave the mask to yonobo yeah to to give them a reason to follow her into the fire temple but they, if, but if you would have saw her they would have followed her in. Yeah, exactly the mask doesn't make exactly it. that's what i was thinking make- yeah like the mask is the mask not relevant to that link yeah. would have followed her regardless like right yeah interesting okay well, after you mask rips off, we now have Unobo's power. Unobo's power is similar exactly to how it was when we were fighting him. He turns into a little ball, and we have now a direction in which we can shoot it. Anytime we get into a vehicle or a mine cart, Unobo will automatically jump onto the front of that cart, allowing us to shoot different things, which is important because as our, our task now is to ascend up to the top of Death Mountain, which is where Unobo saw Zelda going. There's lots of these large you know, clumps of gloom rock that we have to destroy to give us access to different areas and everything like that. The hike to uh, or up the mountain is is relatively straightforward and there's a multitude of ways you can do that. I'm curious with both of you how you went about tackling that because me, and this is going to be a theme for this episode, I use the scent. 
And I just ascended my way up and did it that way. So, uh, interestingly, I have been using Ascent a lot more. Oh, now That's that I've still my number one ability there, that I use is Ascent. Um, I used it a lot in the Fire Temple. Mm. I would just, like, stand on the ledges of stuff and... Walk like, around until ascent, you could, like... And try you and get ascend. it green yeah. so I could... Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of that. Um... I used the rail cart, baby. Yeah. I put the fucking mm. rail cart on the fin, stuck a fan on the back, and up. Yeah, went. I, yeah. that was that was my I was way. Rail carting the whole way up there. Didn't use ascend. I, I that's the ability I always forget that I have. God, yeah, and like, they, they were talking about that. Told me it was there. <laughs> yeah, you guys were talking about that in the last episode with like Nick and stuff too. I was like, I use that so much. Yeah. Like, I, that's like my default. Anytime I walk anywhere, it's like, can because I can I send up this? It's kind of like. You know, you use Mage Hand because you're moving stuff around. You're putting signs up. You're Ultra putting Zone Eyes together. Ultra Hand, sorry. I'm thinking Mage Hand. That's a D&D thing. Ultra... <laughs> um, you use Fuse because you want to make more powerful weapons. Right. You want to fix the durability. Um, there's there's no priming in the game, really, aside from the Shrine to use Ascend. Right. right. You know, there, there are... It has its uses. You can use it to defeat those taluses. You can use it to progress up floors in the fire temple and stuff like that. But you don't use it anywhere near as frequently as you use Ultra Hand and right. Fuse. I use Ascent way more than I use those. Somewhat. Well, really? okay, no, I guess that's not true because I use Ultra Hand to, like, anytime I want to grab anything, I'm using Ultra Hand. I, I do use Fuse a lot, but I would say if. I'm using both of those a lot. I'm using Ascend probably just as much as I'm using both of those. I've I've started, like, I for the first kind of two weeks of my playthrough, I was using Recall more than I used Ascend. Yeah. I would use Recall to, like, throw those spiky balls back up the hills mm -hmm. at the Bacoblins and mm -hmm. shit like that. Or I would use Ultra Hand to, um, like, say I was up above, like, a Bacoblin camp. To like grab a dynamite barrel and move it move and it just over drop to, it on yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But we get to the very the top of Death Mountain, and this is where we get a little small cutscene again. We see Zelda at the top; she's walking into Death Mountain, and then out of Death Mountain, Death Mountain, Jesus, is this big spire that's going out, and now it's a boss fight with Moragia. Moragia is its name. Mm -hmm. And I, mm. I thought this whole section was really cool. So the game provides you with the vehicle that you need. It's a like the, the glider, and it has fans on the back of it, and you grab it, and you can use it to fly around. It has a steering wheel, so you can pick your direction. But essentially, the, the, the boss fight entails of you flying around and shooting Unobo at these three like big stone snake heads that are coming out. I thought this was super cool, yeah. Like especially that they, they provided you. like mm -hmm. You can make your own if you wanted to, but they're like, here's this, that so you don't have to make it. But... The, it, I don't know why it like, reminded me like, of like a, like a Star Fox level or something like that, where you're flying around and you're shooting at these things. I thought it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, it was a very cool like introduction to like get you into Death Mountain. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, after doing the first one, which is essentially feels like just a copy and paste of the uh, the Vine Beasts, where you know you have to go up yeah. into the sky to get there. I was like, well, how are they going to do Death Mountain? You know, is it the same thing? Is there going to be a giant turtle? I got to go fight essentially. But right. But no, uh, getting to do the spider fight to get access into it was amazing. Uh, one of the mm -hmm. things I'd also like to point out, because we kind of talked about this earlier, Death Mountain is a lot cooler than it used to be. And I mean, temperature wise, not aesthetically or anything. 
Mm, like I didn't yeah. feel like Link was constantly going to be burning to death if he didn't have on the right. full yeah. set of armor. There's no, there's no shoot in Magma yeah. this time. Yeah, either, exactly. Which yeah, is yeah. kind of nice. Which which I thought was um, a nice little change yeah. up to it, except for when um, on your way up to Death Mountain, there's a couple side quests. There's like one where you mm. have to go rescue one of the uh, Unobo Corps uh, employees who's in a cave mm. stuck there. And when you go into that little cave, suddenly the temperature goes way up. And if you don't have the heat well, resistant armor. Yeah. Caves in general. They're saying that caves in Death Mountain have lava in them. If you have gold lava, then you have to have that armor to, yeah. to be able yeah. to resist it. And what I've learned in this week as well is that um, there are levels to the buffs that mm -hmm. you get. Mm -hmm. I never yeah. realized this. So I was climbing up the side of a mountain and it was raining. So I slept on my slip resistance armor. Mm -hmm. And I got level one slip resistance, which I didn't know at the time. I just thought, oh, I have slip You have resistance. slip resistance, right. And I kept falling down. I was like, why the fuck am I falling down? And it was only today when I was selling stuff to people. And I was like, I've got two slip resistance potions. Why is this one 129 rupees and this one's only 70? <laughs> and I yep. looked and it was because that one was a level three slip resistance. Mm -hmm. And this was just a level two. I was like, oh, there's levels. Yep. And same okay, thing with like attack right. buffs or like defense buffs. You can have levels to all mm. that, which will increase yeah. the amount of So like of I've got the, take. I got the full Goron armor. So yeah. I have like level three flame yeah. guard. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like at the time I didn't even know that. I was just like, oh, I want the full set. I just want it to match. <laughs> That's yeah. the sole reason I yeah. bought it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Miragia, very straightforward, very fun, just uh, different and unexpected. I think that's why I was not expecting to have to fly essentially a plane bomber and shoot snakeheads <laughs> out of Death Mountain when I walked up there. So I don't know about you two. I thought this was the end of it. <laughs> like we did. Like, I was oh, like, boss oh, fight already. Cool. Death Mountain. I was like, cool. Well, because yeah. the other one, you kind of just in Rito Village, you just kind of shoot out the, the middle bits of the giant flying snake. Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah it was it was really straightforward, so I can see that thinking that like this was the end because it was also very straightforward, but in fact, it is not the end. After we defeat it, it now opens up a hole in Death Mountain in which we can dive down, and I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting like a separate area or something like that, but my favorite part of all of this is the Fire Temple is in the depths, yep. and you could have accessed it at any point while you're exploring if you decided to go in the depths under any of the chasms near death mountain explore you would have ran into the fire temple which i think is mm -hmm. is is so cool i loved that yeah yeah because you don't you don't end up in the fire temple do you you end up yep. in the depths yeah. you have the, the, depths, you have the walk you have to the to fire travel temple. well yep well you kind um, of walk to it or you build a little car because the, the stuff is kicking around and if you're like me you, yep. yeah yeah i built, I built the car, the car yep. and then figured out how to offer it also zone i spotlights yeah. Which so is nice spotlights. Cool. I use the car because you can drive through lava. Yep. So I just drove through the lava in my car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's also, uh, if you hadn't done depth exploring yet, that's when you find Poe for the first time, which is like the little blue things that are... The little blue, yeah, yeah, blue flames, flames that are dropped yeah. off um, by yeah, the blue yeah. enemies, which I was gathering them, and I'm like, who? where have I heard this word before? And it's uh, one of the little shrine things at uh, Lookout Landing. Lookout Landing. Yeah, you drop yep. it off with him, and yeah. then you can get stuff back. There is a very intricate uh, quest and a very cool armor that you can get, but the little guy that you see in Lookout Landing, there's six of them. There's six of them around Hyrule, and you can talk to all of them, and eventually you'll talk to this big like deity thing, and then he'll sell you a really cool um, Death's armor, mm -hmm. and you pay him with pose. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. 
interesting. Yeah, but the whole the, the fact that the fire temple was just in the depths the whole time, I, I like Ben was saying, I thought we were like going to dive down and it's going to be like, oh, fire temple. And it's, I don't know, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be so intertwined into the world. It was going to be like a whole separate thing. Right. Like with yeah. the wind temple, it was all the way up in the sky. And I guess I disassociated that with being like, oh, a part of Hyrule because it's in the sky because it was so high up right. but the fact that it was like here the whole time and i could have easily just gone to it at any point which is like blew my blew my mind yeah yeah i mean you kind of expect like like in like you know to compare it to sort of older zeldas and stuff like with ocarina and that where like you go somewhere and the temple appears and then you enter yeah. the temple like you can't go into the temple until the game is ready for you to right but like you said this is completely different like you could have stumbled across yeah, this right. and the the problem is the double-edged sword of that openness which I'll, I'll talk about as we get into the the actual fire temple here uh so again we walk up you know Bo has a cut scene of seeing zelda at the top of the mountain or, or sorry the fire temple fire temple entrance is blocked by a big uh gloom rock we shoot it with you we now have access to the fire temple and i immediately like walked in so i walk mm-hmm. in and you see the door and there's these six latches there. I was like, cool. Similar to the Wind Temple, we have to go and activate said things to progress into the boss. Sure. Mm-hmm. I activate the little Ouroboros that was next to it and I touched it and it turned like red. And I was like, okay, that just means I can't open this door yet. Sweet. So I spent the next like hour exploring the Fire Temple and was like, what am I supposed to do here? I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do. And the entire time I was like, you know, was not with me either. Like, did I like glitch him out or something like that? Did he not like follow me in the very beginning when the cutscene happens and you break the boulder, you're supposed to talk to, you yep. I never did that. I just walked into the fire temple uh, and it never activated yes. the fire temple for me. So I had to talk to them, talk to him. And then he walks into the fire temple and then it does the whole thing with the cutscene. Yep. But I, I did like, I spent an hour exploring the fire temple with just no pr- progress. And I was never going to get anywhere in the first place. And it was like, uh, no, you said about it showing red. I was like, what? I did not have that happen. Yep. I, so I, didn't talk I got to lucky. Well. I, I ran past, you and then turned around and I was like, where the fuck is he? And I was like, why isn't he moving? And yes, I saw the little exclamation mark and I was like, oh, okay, right. Let me go talk I'm, to the dude. I'm a yeah. good noodle. I talked to him immediately because I just figured, I figured I couldn't <laughs> go anywhere else without him. I'm like, you, you know, I needed the champion last time to do the last one. Come on, you know, but let's. <laughs> I was just, I was excited. I, I broke the rock you, and like... I was like, fire temple, let's go. And I was like, where's Yenobo? I guess he's just chilling, but yeah. So I did a lot of that before I even got into the, the fire temple, but after talking to Yunobo and actually getting the Fire Temple, it's very similar to how um, the Wind Temple went, where the, the champion, Tola and Yunobo, they're hearing this voice come to me. They're hearing a voice of, and as we know now, being the, the ancestor champion or the original um, sage calling to them. And so the theme with the Fire Temple is, like I said, there is this door that leads into the, the boss room, which Yunobo sees Zelda through as, as we're walking up to it. But they're, they're locked by six latches. And around the uh, fire temple, there are these big gongs in which we have to use Unobo to roll and hit. And as those gongs are hit, it opens up the latch. And we have to do six of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, intermitted through this, for the, the fire temple is separated between five different floors with tons of interweaving minecarts going through them. And I'll lean into how I approach this and we'll do a little conversation here. As I said, with Ascent, I didn't use the minecarts at all. I just ascended and then <laughs> finished the temple that way. So I kind of did one of them the same way Kai did, but at this point yeah. I had uh, two full stamina wheels. So 
Again, Ooh, yeah. not ascending. I just climbed. Climbed. I did a lot of climbing too. I climbed all the way up and then I let you know everything do that and I just floated my way with the paraglider back down yep. to run where it needed Interesting. to be. Interesting. I did the so same thing. I I use the minecarts a fucking yes. lot. Yeah, um, I, I use them every I now and then, but there is, but... like, a system to it, yeah. right? Like, they start to, mm -hmm. like, connect to one another as you move them, yeah, as you go when you the go, floors and everything. When you go onto the map, um, it will show you yellow ones, which are the ones you can access Correct. for the floor that you're on. Um, and there is a system that is uh, similar to, like, train, like, the turntable mm -hmm. system. Yeah. You can hit different things to change the car a certain direction, and... And so I only used this end at the very, very end when I couldn't get to the last padlock fin that mm -hmm. I had, the last goal. So, which was it the one of the high, the fifth floor one that has like the gloom rock uh, like blocking yeah, that yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. mine wasn't the yeah. fifth floor and one; it was the one at like the very bottom. But there was like a hole on the side you're supposed to go in through. That's the one I floated my mm, way. Yeah, over. The, I struggled with that. That's one the one as I climbed well, up yeah. and just like floated my way around into. But I used the the yeah, minecart system the whole time. Mm. I struggled with the fifth floor one because you kind of have to like go up an, a, mm -hmm. an angle in yeah. order to get Yonobo to like come down on the trajectory. Um, uh, fucking fire temple. I like the fire temple. Mm -hmm. I loved the way it was laid out. Um, I loved using the minecarts. I thought that was very clever. Like the whole Goron City thing. I fucking hated using Yonobo's ability. Absolutely. Did you ever blow it. yourself up? Because I did that. <laughs> No, I didn't blow myself up, luckily. So, the thing that I hated about Yonobo is there were so many times that I was standing somewhere and I would just think to myself, like, dude, just fucking point up a tiny bit. Like, why are you pointing straight ahead? Like, just point yeah. up. Like, I wanted him to go somewhere or, like, we'd cusp over a hill and then the line of trajectory would just tank downwards. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, right, I got to go around again. I got to wait for it to be in the right place. Yeah. So like, I'm not deal with that. I, I had a very similar thing with that, with the trajectory and pointing it, but just like activating at times, he'd be standing there and I'd run like towards him. He'd like run over here. I'm like, no, you know, but just stand next to me so I can hit a, and I can activate your power. Yep. There was a lot of times I would yeah. build like little mini ramps out of just different yep, things laying around, thing. just so I could mm -hmm. get that trajectory right, so I could launch him wherever the hell I needed him to be. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like I understand with um, the wind sage that like the gust goes in a straight line forward, like um, fire temple. Yeah, so I, I understand with like the, the wind sage that like the gust is in a straight line mm -hmm. from where he is, yeah. and that's because of his wings and everything. I get that. I just would have liked some way to adjust the, the elevation of the trajectory. Just kind of like, I want to go up at a 45 degree angle or I want to go down at a 45 degree angle. Because it's very just like... I I understand though that like... I, I guess it it's just me complaining about convenience yeah. really. Mm -hmm. Because like, he's a Goron. It's not, I'm not throwing a ball he's rolling on the yeah. ground and I can't just be like roll at a 45 degree angle up in the air where there's nothing for you to roll that's on. that's yeah. also, that's what kind of the only reason it makes sense to me is because it gives him some weight you know what I mean because obviously he's a Goron mm -hmm. massive massive character and he's just rolling through whatever yeah so mm -hmm. I, I guess it'd kind of be like rolling a you know a soccer ball across the ground whatever little bumps or nicks are in the ground it's gonna just kick he's and, gonna kick hit and all go those. off he's, in that direction 
yeah it, or it even makes, it makes sense thematically yeah. but like just trying to use your nobo and eventually i ended up just resorting to using arrows or throwing stuff at them but trying to use your nobo to hit those switches to change the direction of the track i just used arrows i, would constantly I was not fucking <laughs> miss. The arrows yeah. were way easier yeah i gave up yeah yeah i gave up in the end because yeah. i was like i need you to point up um and then i'd have to wait until i got really close and then he'd miss and i'd have to go around <laughs> again and i was just like all right fuck this yeah thing. i mean I, i've seen a lot of people like playing and they've turned off the um champion abilities and they don't need them and then turn them on when they do it and uh, i could see that especially like trying again trying to like just activate you know both power never was successful first time i always struggled well, with like <laughs> trying to attempt to do that so Arthur, not to sort of jump to head too much, but like it's similar to the Wind Sage, we get the ability to call his power when he's yeah. not there. Um, and I spent like a good twenty minutes after I got that running around with both of the sages activated, yeah. mm. and it was just fucking chaos. I couldn't. I couldn't Imagine two it. more I'd be trying to pick. Sh- <laughs> I'd be trying to pick shit up, and like Yonobo would be launching <laughs> off over there, and someone's gusting over here, and I was like, yeah. okay, no, I, I go had, away until I need you. We talked about it in the last episode, but I finally had a thing where I was like, I got all my items, and I was like, sweet, and I accidentally gusted them off ledge, and I was like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I uh, <sighs> fucking Tolan. This uh, was not what I. Oh, sorry, Slade. Before you get into that, I was like, I saw a, a tweet or something like that, where it was like me trying to sneak into like Bokoblins or sneak up to Bokoblins, and Tolan's just like firing arrows <laughs> at them. It's like, no, Tolan, no, I'm trying to be sneaky. He is very gun heavy. He really he? is. I, I just refer to them as like my magical ghost friends who just fuck around while I'm running yeah. around the overworld. Because mm-hmm. well, I have yep. all but one yep. at the moment, so there's just three ghosts wandering around the, the overworld. <laughs> I do like that they get turned off automatically when you go into a town. Yes, that yes. that is very that nice, is and I feel nice, like yeah. somewhere somebody else but, at Nintendo was like, "This is really obnoxious." I keep activating. Yeah. I can see I it being obnoxious for sure, but I've definitely been like Hateno Village and like jumped off a ledge, and I was like, "Sweet." Tullin gust and i was like nope there's no gust here. I was yeah like, okay that's, yeah. that's i did that's get something i know we talked about side quests already but like up in the sky somewhere mm. in one of the sky islands um i got this like orb that is supposed to increase my connection to the sages yes mm-hmm. um i've got one of them and I haven't found any others since. I didn't know if you guys had come across any yet. of them. Or, I, I or also have found four. one in the sky, and that was it. I think it's similar to the orbs, where like you need four, and then I'm the assuming power. it makes the it like powers them up. Well, like in Breath of the Wild, you can do. Or... And people listening, correct me, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know remember exactly what it is. It's some kind of side quest, but you can do something that uh, increases or, or reduces the cooldown yeah. of <laughs> the champion ability. So I'm wondering if it's something that's like similar or it gives a kind of a similar boost. I know these ones don't have a okay. that, but yeah. Um, yeah, so eventually we do all that. We get all the gongs hit and opens the door to the boss of the Fire Temple, which again is another non back to previous Zelda bosses. It's a Goma. I don't remember exactly what its name is. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I don't know what a goma is. No, no, no. Okay, it's the marbled goma, <laughs> and it it's a has the similar marbled gloom rock legs. And we are tasked to using Unobo's uh, ability to roll and knock out the legs. And after we do so, it reveals its little eyeball. And then the the second half of this boss fight, goma then goes onto the ceiling, and you have to use Unobo's uh, rolling ability because the environment or the area that we're fighting in is kind of a dome, and he will roll up the ceiling into the top and hit him yeah. that way too. But 
How did you guys feel about the Fire Temple boss? So, going off kind of what Ben said about aiming Yenobo. So this is where I was getting really frustrated aiming him is when I was having to launch him up on the ceiling. Yes. And trying, trying to make sure that I timed it out right to where he would be in the correct direction. Because a lot of times I'd just run up next to one of the legs of the boss and just, you know, from an inch away. Just shoot it yeah, while you're there. Yeah, just an inch away. Smart. Just hit him there. And then I don't have to run to hit, you know, the glowy eye. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I well, mean, it's a pretty straightforward boss fight, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, very straightforward. Not, like, super difficult. Aside from just, like you said, like you said aiming Unobo and timing it right because one of the things, especially in the later half when Goma is on the ceiling, he will drop the gloom marble rocks around you and then they'll explode. Mm -hmm. And timing that, we're like, oh, I shot you, Nobo, but he has to come back in time where now I can break some of these rocks and escape before they all explode. Yeah. I had mm -hmm. multiple times where I was like, I'm just trapped here because <laughs> I've already shot you, Nobo, and I'm trapped in this yes. thing and I'm now exploding. So I, I had you, Nobo, with me and didn't know that I could use him to break those rocks mm. when they come down in the second half. And it wasn't until he was like, use me, Goro. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, Goro is, it doesn't have as much impact as brother. Okay, I'm just going to put yeah. that out there. Like, it's not, it doesn't have the same hit. Um, but that's when I was like, oh, okay, right. I can use you to break these, yeah. which makes sense because the game has been priming me for the past hour yeah. and a half that I should be able to do <laughs> you that. You should use this to break um, them, but... I so oddly enough, I oh, no, no, you're Sorry, good. I, I, you're good. I was gonna say I didn't realize I could use them to I break it. I was just like running away from like exploding rocks as fast as I could because oh, I didn't want to get trapped. Yeah. In there. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was getting just like surrounded by like eight in a circle. I did the same thing. Um, yep. and I was just losing a lot of hearts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so oddly enough, this is where I I found Yonobo was just fucking amazing. I had no problems with him in the boss fight. I was mm. like, this is great. This is awesome. Because like you said, in the second half, the boss goes upside down. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of in like a dome. And you basically have to use your Nobo and send him up the wall when he goes along the ceiling and hits the boss. Yeah. You're still um, aiming at the legs as you were before. Yeah. He's just on the ceiling yeah. now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, looking back at it, it makes sense. Because like I said, he is this, you know, he's rolling on the ground. He needs the traction of the ground to yeah. roll somewhere. So it makes sense. It makes sense that you can't launch him up into the fucking air. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, for some reason, I found the boss fight really simple. I was like, oh yeah, right. It was, the, the timing was hard. Yeah. I will say that. The, the the timing was hard, but the actual mechanic of, okay, this is what I do with Yonobo and this right. is how it's I use his very ability. Very straightforward. Very straightforward. Yeah, yeah. The timing was a bit tricky. Yeah. Um, and like, like I was saying, I but, think that the, the timing was the only difficult part of the boss. I don't think mm -hmm. Goma really did much that was like damage-wise that, that, that would hurt me. Wait, it Goma, was just Goma timing and getting that timing right. Other than the other than the rocks, Goma didn't do fuck all. I didn't he get has like a slam that he does, yeah, yeah. which is really okay. easy to avoid. But like the second I got into the very first time I did this boss fight, I got one tapped by it. He hits you down. I just lost all my hearts and died. See, I didn't, I didn't get hit because I didn't give him the chance because I came in and like the four legs appear mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, like, I, right, know what I'm, I, know I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing here. I know my task. I hit, hit one and like, you know, it does that weird thing where he like, actually, no, do you know what? I fucking retract my statement because there have been times where I launched Yonobo from the fourth floor of the fire temple down into the depths of the fire temple and he flew back to me. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure he could go up at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> Um, 
yeah so i just i didn't give goma a chance in all yeah. honesty yeah um, i just hit one leg hit the other and i don't know about you guys like i didn't think to throw have like shoot arrows at him from a distance i did it like a talus and i ran yeah. up mm. and climbed him and started hitting the I, thing on like yeah. hitting the eyeball. i did i did both like when he was on the ceiling and i like missed you know well a couple times i was like fuck it and i just started launching arrows in the eye which still does damage so i was just doing that so you actually could beat him mm. without even using you know ability it just will be extremely tedious yeah. if that's the direction that you go into do you, do you think this zelda puts a super emphasis on arrows i don't know about for you y'all's playthrough but it seems like we yeah. was talking about arrow economy yeah. in the last not episode. only arrow economy yeah. but like you i mean i use a lot of arrows but i also get a lot of arrows too yeah. like i'm always especially in this dungeon or this temple rather almost a lot of the chests were giving me bundles of arrows like i was getting arrows a mm. lot and it makes sense in the temple because you know they want you to shoot the switches yeah. to change the mine carts and everything like that but so far in general from the sections that we've played arrows seem like to be kind of the main focus of, yeah. <laughs> of this game well because because as well it leans into that whole fuse ability yeah right like you know it started off i started off just using key eyeballs or octorok eyeballs um but now i've started using like key's wings to make the arrows Go fly farther. further yeah and i've started like putting macoblin horns on the arrows boost damage. to shoot them into enemy and boost damage and you know like it's it's very strange like i've kind of now resorted to just like Kai was doing every time I see Beedle at a stable. Just I'm buy just, all like, the arrows. All of your fucking yeah. arrows, like yeah. everything. Um, I bought all the arrows in Terrytown as well. And what I thought was very clever, I don't know if you guys saw this in Terrytown, just as a tangent. Mm -hmm. um, there's a service where you can pay 20 rubies to separate a fused oh. weapon. Does it keep, does it keep to... both of the things too? Yeah, it keeps oh, both of the things, yeah. So, like, I had a shield that I stuck a flame emitter to, and then I wanted to put the flame emitter on my weapon. And so, it's literally where the where the shop is, where the person's selling the shop, she's selling monster extract as well. Mm. Next to him is, like, a little dude, and you talk to him, you pay 20 rupees, and you tell him what you want, and he separates them and then puts them on the ground for you to collect. So, I mm. got my shield and my flame emitter, and then I was able to, like reuse it basically obviously because once the zone i are it doesn't go back into the pod it stays out as a flame emitter so you have to use it for something um but there is a service to separate there's stuff, yeah, I, yeah. I, I still don't understand the, the uh, weapon degradation complaint because like i was talking about with the traveler sword i just feel like i'm tripping over weapons and there's a it's yeah. like a it's a rock bone or there's some kind of bone just kicking around in the goron village just like on top yep. That thing, just start fusing those together, and it does hella damage. And I think so much damage. I think just, I think the complaint comes from I mean maybe inconvenience of having to do it. But like you said, I I I flush with so many weapons and fusing weapons that it never feels like a problem. But I think it's when you find something really cool and really that works. Like I have gone in my my journeys and met with like I've followed some of the dragons that are flying right. around and if you hit them you can get one of their scales off and i've fused that with one of my spears and i had like a thunder scale that was doing crazy damage and just in this leg it broke and it was like okay like that kind of sucks because it was yeah, a really strong so, weapon that i've had for a while and now i don't have it anymore but i also don't really have an issue with the weapon degradation yeah. kind of system that's something that i would i would kind of still vouch for with on and stay on kai's side is yeah. that i i feel like what is happening is that in order to compensate for weapon degradation 
they've just thrown more weapons and a fuse system that kind of at the player. Yeah, so like there have been times like where I've like there was a time where I ran out of good weapons and I had a fucking tree branch and I fused it with a bacoblin um, arm from one of the skeleton yeah. bacoblins because it mm. adds twenty to whatever you fuse it to. So now I had a twenty-four weapon that was just a tree branch on a bone, <laughs> mm. but I can't remember what I fused. But I fused, oh, that's it. I fused something to a spear I had, but the spear had an ability that meant that it boosted whatever it was fused with if it was a monster part. Oh, so I stuck, I stuck a macoblin horn on it, and then it added extra damage. And I ended up with like an eighty-six spear. Oh, yeah. which was just shit doing shit yep. tons of damage to people and then it breaks <laughs> but then it broke and i was like fuck and the problem yeah. the problem i have is the it doesn't always happen it depends what you've fused sometimes the whole weapon breaks and sometimes the thing you fused breaks and you get to keep the base weapon right so like mm. sometimes if you fuse Say you fuse a macoblin horn to a sword, the macoblin horn might break and you might keep the sword. So if it's like a quick charge sword or a stamina up or something, yeah. you will get to keep the sword and you can refuse it. Yeah. Whereas sometimes the whole sword will break. And I'm sure there's something I'm missing. Maybe it's like a, a gloom affected sword and that's why the whole weapon breaks yeah. and maybe if i've got like a normal sword from the depths maybe it wouldn't break and yeah. only the fusion would break there's probably some mechanic there yeah. that i'm missing but i feel like i feel like yes i am tripping over weapons and there's shit left right and center but it's still the it thing still of breaks. like i get a good weapon yeah, and it breaks like i've got yeah. an opal spear at the minute that when i jab it shoots an opal sorry it shoots like a water bubble at the enemy mm -hmm. which is awesome and i'm scared to use it because i know it's gonna break yeah yeah um yeah that is the end of the fire temple we get a little cutscene at the end similar to the one with tolid and i i don't really know how i feel about this part of it because almost to the dialogue and the writing is identical to tolan's like mm -hmm. even yonobo it's says the exact like same situation yeah it's the exact same situation i think we get a little bit of context from like this champion side on the situation but we get the exact same cutscene with the sages you know almost has very similar dialogue to what Tolan was saying and i'm on the fence of how i feel about that i was hoping it'd be a little different i guess some of the uh, old fire sages context kind of helps with that but i know it rubs me a little the wrong way that it is exactly the same as the wind temple one i yeah what i mean i don't know you i'm sure you guys can talk about it but like personally what i imagined is like okay there are these four domains and i'm gonna have yeah. four sages right each of these sages that we talk to the ancestors i mean like the yeah. the yeah. ones that were with raru they're gonna have one quarter of the story mm. and when i free all four stages You'll have, like, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna know the whole story of the imprisoning war instead what i'm getting is like I know what the imprisoning war was. Yeah. It was the war against the demon. You're King, really gonna know by the end. Himself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, there's no um and it's always like, oh, we knew what our part was. Yeah, your part yeah. was Zelda said to you when Link needs you fight. Fight with, with him. him, yeah. Like and I kind of I, I get the impression 
Jared, not to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of something similar to what you wanted. It was like mm. new bits of information from each yeah. of the different mm-hmm. domains as to what happened. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely agree with that because right now it feels like there's four people telling me the same story. Right. And it's like yeah. they were all they were <laughs> all there, yeah. but they're all telling me the story in like the same way. Like they all experienced it the same way. Mm-hmm. They're all telling me the story in the same way. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, Slade, how did you how did you feel about this? Do you have any qualms with it at all? Or? Um, Not really. I, I do think in the writing yeah. you could easily it could have been varied up but at the same time i think with the way zelda is i'd I'd never would call it story intricate if that makes sense because the the thing about zelda is that it is the story you kind of create in your own head as you're playing in your adventure which is why i think it's very important that link is like a silent protagonist he doesn't say anything because it's your adventure i don't want to hear somebody having a running commentary along with it um but (sighs) I don't know. I've heard the same spiel four times now. And it's like yeah. mm-hmm. somewhere y'all could have easily varied up. Change it up somehow. <laughs> like varied even it a little bit. Like the cutscene yeah, the same too. Even if it's, yeah, I mean, you get that same still picture of all the sages. Raru and the sages and, and Ganon like, and everything. Ganondorf. Even and, if it was like the actual fight against the demon kin where Raru sacrificed right. himself. Yeah. Even if that detail was the same, but it was like, you know, Oh, before the demon kin, this is how the Gorons were living, and uh, this is how life was before the demon kin came. Or this is how I became yeah. a sage, and like some kind of it doesn't yeah. have to be intricate storytelling, but at least well, like very. It, it's like in uh, Breath of the Wild, right? You remember where it would just kind of like go back a hundred years, and it would just be you yeah. and that, that champion, champion just chilling. You could have right. done something like that, mm-hmm. but obviously you wouldn't. That's what I was going to. Yeah, you wouldn't have Link there. You would just have Raru and the champion, or the sage at this point yeah. mm-hmm. and just and have them having a conversation about it. Or maybe it's like in the middle of a fight. Um, maybe yeah. it's their downfall. I was going to say that exact same thing where it's like it, the breath of the wild ones were never like crazy and intricate. It was Zelda sometimes and link and the champions having a conversation. If it's just like Raru and I mean, and again, I talked about, I touched on this on the, the last episode that like, I think they're intentionally not giving these champions personality because they want to highlight the current champions. That's what they struggled with Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about Rivali and no one really cares about Taba, even though Taba is the current champion and Rivali has been dead for a hundred right. years. So I, I understand mm-hmm. that, but in doing that and making them all similar, it just kind of it took me out of the experience. Even, and maybe it's just expectation because I was expecting something like Breath of the Wild where like maybe it would change a little bit. Like, you know, was like, what? Imprisoning more? Ancient Sages? And it's like, Tolan said that exact same thing. <laughs> the thing is, it's... It also could have just been something like the yeah. fight between the demon kin and the sages in four sections. Mm. So you you go with Tullen and you know you get the you get the first part yeah. and then it's like a cliffhanger and you're like oh shit what happens in yeah. the next part and you go to the second sage and it's or like you could even do it out of order yeah so like you could know that Roru sacrificed himself but like you wouldn't know the, why the context to it yeah yeah you, exactly like you could get part four and then part two do you yeah. think it's been kept so kind of generic in the same for the reason that you can do it in any order do you think do, yes do you, but my argument to that would be like breath of the wild is the same way you can tackle those divine beasts in any order true. and their 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 scenes with that are, are generic enough mm-hmm. but different enough where it doesn't matter like you don't need one context to another like they're just cutscenes that give you more context to that individual and like it you yeah. can do that in any order that's that's fair yeah enough. and i mean yeah especially because 
we know Zelda was there during the imprisoning war. Mm-hmm. Even if you had Zelda, I mean, they kind of do a little bit of Zelda's interaction with the original Sage. But it's saying the same thing. Could, it's telling them to like exactly. when a hero comes around, help them and lend them your power. You could have had an you could have had a unique interaction between Zelda and a different Sage, or like yeah. Even if there was, even like I said, if it was the if there was the battle between the Demon King and the Sages in four parts. Mm-hmm. You could write it and plan it in such a way that there's always a cliffhanger. So it doesn't matter if yeah. you do part two, then part four, then part right. one. Yeah. You're getting different nuggets of information like, okay, Raru sacrificed himself, but why? Yeah. What happened in the moments before yeah. that? And, you know, and there there is a way to have done it. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like, I feel like honestly what it is, is... Um, an overprotectiveness by Nintendo, right? Mm. But this game has been six or seven years in the making, and so it's kind of like yeah, they they have to be careful what they do with the story because it's like, do we go for a generic story where everything's kind of the same, yeah, and it doesn't really matter about the sages, and it's more about the current sages, or do we try mm. and kind of build this in-depth, intricate story that isn't going to land up to people's expectations and isn't really yeah. going to line and, up with what people are expecting. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where it like, like for me, like maybe like, if you're listening to this, you didn't have a problem with it. Like, of course that's fine. We're all entitled to how I feel in our opinions, but I think my expectations going in were just like, cool. I'm ready for like more of this, like cool narrative that I find out. And d- it being the mm-hmm. same was like, Oh, that's, that's yeah. kind of disappointing. I, mm. Obviously we're saying that it could be improved, but I think it's fine. And you know, you see how, yeah my fine implicates a lot of things i'm disappointed obviously but at the same time it's mm-hmm. i've seen worse storytelling in a lot of other games absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> right. So, I, w- I would definitely. say yeah and it's definitely it's definitely not the worst storytelling ever no. but right i it's mean it's just kind of annoying like even if sorry okay. even if it was like why the original sage was chosen you know yeah. Why did Raru pick that person specifically? I, I think yeah. the other reason... That would still be something that's better than right. what we I got. think the other reason it's so disappointing is simply because the fact that... Uh, what's the best way to... Like, the Hyrule, Low Rule, and the Sky Islands, and even the Little Towns, all feel so alive and have personality, and yeah. there's a lot of story mm-hmm. going on. And then your cutscene of the champion is just... Oh, and then he assembled the... Sa- you know, it's the same thing each time. Yeah. You're like, you. It seems like they spend a lot of time working on the world, and this cutscene yeah. was a afterthought yeah. later. Which, I mean, I, I'm happy that the world has personality, and like Slate's saying, it doesn't give a fuck about Link. Like, the things are going to be happening and going through this world regardless of our actions. And so, I guess if I had to like pick one or the other, I guess I would rather have a a more, you know, fleshed out world and world building, and having maybe a less, you know in-depth narrative right. but i don't know like i said expectation and it was just a little disappointing after that but, yeah and i mean uh, i guess the just to finish on the counterpoint to that is like why have you got to choose yeah you shouldn't yeah. have to like, no 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 really you could have both yeah you're right 100 percent. 100 they they should both be as best as they possibly can be and they're i guess in a perfect world there shouldn't be any give and take hopefully yeah. the tears are better that's what i'll finish by saying like the, the yes. tears better be i'm better. very excited well now i'm worried because like now, <laughs> I, I was already really excited for the tears but now i almost have like a larger expectation for those to give me like the context yeah. and i'm worried that 
it may be similar to Breath of the Wild's memories, where it's just like, oh, it's just like eh, a little cutscene here and there, and that's right. Fine, but. Mm. His Zelda garden in 250 yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's it. That's all for this section of the episode, Goron City and the Fire Temple. We're going to go around the panel here and gauge everyone's feelings about this section. Ben, let's start with you. How did you feel about the Fire Temple and Goron City? I... The Fire Temple was probably my least favorite part of the Finn so far. I'll say that. Um, Interesting. I, f- I found just kind of maneuvering around it in the rail carts kind of annoying and trying mm-hmm. to work out what ones lead to what. And like I said, I had a lot of problem with Yunobo's ability and, and getting him to go where I wanted him to go. Um, the boss fight itself was, was fine. It was a cool... The one thing I will say is that the boss fight was better than the wind in the wind temple, I would say, because the boss fight of the fire temple actually uses Yunobo's ability. It actually uses his role as the main mechanic of the boss fight. And I found out that you can do that with the wind temple, but that wasn't kind of a core part of it because we managed to do it without it. Um, I was much more interested in the the gloom-affected marble rock and what that was doing to Goron City and and all of that kind of stuff uh, yeah I mean we've, we've literally just finished talking about the cutscene with Zelda and the Sage um, not particularly impressed by that definitely feel like it could have been better everything I just said about that right. um, Yeah, I would say like just because I feel that the Fire Temple was weaker doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed the intricacies of trying to work out, okay, if I'm on this floor, I can use this minecart and then, okay, right, I have to lower this one down. So I need to shoot an arrow over to make the fin lower. And I still enjoyed it. I feel like I just didn't enjoy it as much as the Wind Temple personally. But the boss fight was better than the Wind Temple. Than the Wind Temple's one. If that makes sense. Mm. Um but I mean, overall, just could just really enjoy my time with the game. Um, at, at the minute, I'm I'm playing it every single second I get, even if I just yep. <laughs> just run around. And I'm like, I it's one of the first Nintendo games I've played for a long, long time, where I physically want to talk to every mm-hmm. person. You know, get perspective like, how they're tackling things. Yeah, and, yeah, even like small things. Like there was a woman I was talking to at Stable. And she was like, oh, I've got this chicken, but it won't lay eggs unless somebody's with it. And you're and like, like, I don't know where it is. Let me help you. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I don't know where it is. And I was like, okay. So I go down and it's in a well. And I like can't get the chicken up because I have to climb up the ladder and you can't do that holding the chicken. So then I went back up and got a chicken and flew down the well while holding the oh, chicken. Oh, you have the chicken a friend gave the chicken a friend and then the chicken laid the egg and i was like okay cool got the egg went and talked to the woman she was like oh i'm glad he's with somebody like i'm glad he's not on his own and that wasn't a side quest that was just something that you could fucking do yeah that wasn't even like i didn't get the complete thing or anything that was just something i could do and that's the thing that i'm enjoying most about the game at the moment Mm. um kind of like slade said zelda isn't really known for its storytelling um Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of more the the lore and the canon and how it fits into that established timeline that's more interesting to people. Yeah. Um, I feel like now I know what to expect with the stages going yeah. forward. I feel like, like you said, I'm going to get the same yeah. story another two times. I'm very curious to see how the sky and the depths play into the story. 
Um, I'm very curious if there's going to be like a mission where I have to go into the depths and fight. Look, we kind of did it with the Fire Temple, but not really. Um, but like a core story mission where it's like, right, yeah. find this in the depths. We need this to work out what the gloom is and why it's doing what it's doing. Mm. Maybe we'll get it with Zora's Domain because the shit's flying down from the top. Right. Um, and kind of play like poison in the land. So maybe we'll get that with Zora's Domain. So, yeah, yeah still cautiously optimistic. Still enjoying it far more than I enjoyed Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Far, far more. Um, and again, I think Kai said it last episode or in the first episode, but Tears of the Kingdom is just a prime example of why you take your time playing, making a yeah. video game. Yes. You take as long as you need to. The people will Absolutely. wait. And then the end the end product well, is, is... That's what AGI Numa said, that this game was done in 2022 mm-hmm. and they just took a year to polish it. And, yep. you know, you don't mm-hmm. see the normal AAA problems you do now of the game bugging out, everybody having crashes, and... Yeah. I do get some very, very occasional frame rate drops. Yes. Very occasional too, frame rate drops. They're very infrequent and they're never um, prolonged. It's like maybe a second. I no. find... If that. And it's also it's also when a shit ton yeah. of stuff's happening. Yeah. Like when I'm in the middle of fighting a monster camp and there's yeah. rain and lightning and all of that, ever so often it will kind of go down. But mm. like you said, it's only ever a second also, or two. And this game's still this up. game's still running on yeah. Switch, so that's like yeah, still yeah. fucking baffling. But yes, well they've yeah. had time to learn uh, how to sleep. perfect you know a game on the Switch. Right. If you think about it, they've had time to learn yeah. the hardware. No, yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's true. exactly. But yeah, Slade, how did you feel about this section? This is not my... So I've done the four main temples so far. This is not my yeah. favorite one. But I, Ooh, I okay. do like the way that it's set up. And I like the minecart aspect to it. Because it really fits the Goron mm-hmm. aesthetic that they mine stuff. And, you know, these guys spend a lot of time doing that. Mm-hmm. It fits not only the overworld, but uh, the dungeon itself. There's a couple little things about this place. One of them is uh, there's a... Uh, Gerudo traveling through there and you can talk to her and sell mm. her like you're going to get a shit ton of minerals and she just wants like 10 of whatever there's a dude you can go talk to and he'll teach you how to make a really strong sword but you got to go gather mm. materials which you're going to find naturally as you explore the you know the area I think it's good it's right. not my favorite of the four so far but I, I liked it Ooh, of the two that we have played is, is that fire. your favorite do what now is is wind or fire like, your favorite? Yeah, those we've covered for I like the show. fire one better, to be honest. You, yeah. Y'all aren't okay, there yet, right. but the okay. the Gerudo Palace is my favorite so far. Ooh, okay. I'm very, I'm very it's, curious. It's got a neat um, exploration part to it. I don't. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but ooh. I accidentally, I accidentally did part of that. Um, yeah. Well, it's like Kai I last like, episode. He like he said he's pretty much finished the Zora stuff already because Kai just stumbled yeah. upon it, and I was like, "That's gonna well, happen." So I, when I realized when I realized what it was, I stopped. But like I was going through, I found Gerudo Town, um, and then mm-hmm. I was going through the desert, and I was like, "Oh, there's a beam of light. Let me like do this." And I started fucking around with these mirrors, and then I met, um, mm-hmm. is it Ruji, the the mm-hmm. chief of Riju. the Gerudo yeah. now? Riju, there you go. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Oh, I'm." I'm not supposed to be here at the minute. This oh, is not no, what we're no, doing. No. Abort. <laughs> abort. And she was abort. like, "Come meet me in the town," and I was like, "No, I'm going. I'm going fucking Goran City. I'm not. I'm not I'll <laughs> yeah. come back for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't need to <laughs> be like, here I'm yet." Good. Um, but going on, like you know, little stories you make in your head about this. You know, there's the whole thing about the Gerudo people. The, you know, it's an all yeah. women uh, tribe essentially, all and women. they're scared of men. 
and I was mm-hmm. there in Gerudo Town, and I, I, I kind of got myself a bit, and I was cackling at this thing I came up with in my head, but I, like, used a send to go from one floor of a shop to another. And you're in there, and all these women are like, oh, it's a Vogue. You can't speak to them. Don't look at them. Don't. And then suddenly, you know, they're scared of you. And then I just up through the ceiling. <laughs> this like, is why oh we my don't God. do Vos. This, this is, is why we don't like them. Do. I just shot up through the oh ceiling. And I'm like, I've just traumatized all those children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're going to think that all men can just warp up through the ceiling. <laughs> just ascend through buildings. Oh, that's great. Uh, for myself... I really enjoy this section of the game. This this section filled traditional Zelda mm-hmm. to me. And uh, we didn't talk about it, but the music that plays in the Fire Temple 2 was like, this is Fire Temple yeah. music. Like, this feels like music that would play in a Fire Temple of like Ocarina of Time. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I felt about it. Um, th- I think probably my, the, the best aspect of all of this was the Fire Temple being in the depths. I really was just, I guess I wasn't expecting it. I was blown away that it had had just been there always. Um, I cheesed the shit out of the fire temple and just ascended every possible way I could. I was like Ben, where I'd walk along a, walk along a ledge, and it was like red, red, red. Oh, green, cool, ascend, and I would ascend, and yeah. I'd come up with like you're this just weird like, like crack a, that like, and you're like, come on, come yeah. on. <laughs> or I had times too where I would because there we get access to the fire hydrant in this temple too. I'd use that to create a um, platform, and I would just take the lava path through, and then when I get underneath one of the buildings, I would just ascend through the bottom that way too. So that's oh, how you I got really inside. That's how I got inside of a lot of because the, there's one where I couldn't I didn't know how to access it so I was like I guess I'll go from underneath and I was like well there's lava down there but I can make a platform so I made a platform and put a fan on the back of it and just blew myself underneath the and I just ascended through oh, the, the wow. bottom of it. So. It really makes me wonder if yep. the devs were thinking about this right? Were they like oh yeah. somebody could do mm-hmm. it this way or are they sitting there now and looking at people playing and going I I didn't mean for them to do that. <laughs> Well, not only yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but there's definitely uh, like on my way up through Death Mountain, there was definitely like ceilings that were too high to ascend. So I've built a wooden platform that has like there's a slot so it can sit on things and it goes up, and there's another slot on the bottom. So I ascend through the bottom of it, and then I ascend through the very top of it, which makes cause it brings me closer to the ceiling, and then I gotta ascend through the ceiling. So a ceilings that are like too high, I've built like this device that allows me to get closer to ceilings. That's where those zoni stakes yeah. are gonna come in handy. Like attach yep. shit to the side of them and then ascend up. It's send yeah. through though 100 but yeah i i loved it even though i like i played with the minecart stuff and i did it as well i didn't i definitely didn't use it as as design there's definitely i was playing with uh, a friend of mine friend of the show jason he was on before and he was watching me play he was frustrated he's like you're not using the minecarts and i was like i'm not i'm just gonna send through all of this so but i i don't think you need like kind of like um like slade was was asking like i i've seen it in other games other discussions like developers being like we created this sandbox world and we love seeing how people are exploring it and what they're using it for and i kind of feel like that's very similar to like with breath of the wild with um tears of the kingdom Kingdom. like they've they probably knew that there was ways that people were gonna abuse this not abuse that's kind of a rough word but like you know use the ascend option to like cheese the fire yeah. temple or well, to cheese other sections the, but the whole i think they enjoy yeah, seeing well, it well, oh where, absolutely the whole yeah. history of ascend in the first place it was a dev tool when they're playtesting it allowed them to get from bottom points to high points very quickly and they thought like when it was taken out they thought oh this is like this is an easy way of traversal so but it was like a dev yeah, tool that's what i was gonna that's how they were using it yeah yeah 
That's crazy. I also, wow. I also feel like in this, uh, it doesn't rain as much, and I feel like they even improved climbing. Like, climbing yeah. feels easier than it did uh, previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, climbing is easier. But, yeah, I enjoyed this section. Uh, again, we talked about it already, but a little disappointed about how similar the interactions with the previous sages are. I was expecting a little more, but as Ben said now, I kind of know what to go into. So obviously I'm not going to be disappointed anymore, but and if there's is any like extra context that it's only going to benefit the experience for me, if there is more, I'll be like, oh yeah, sweet, there's more now. But I know now that they, they're they more than likely going to be the same each time, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that at this point. But I'm, I'm really excited to see where the story goes. I'm excited to get to the point where I can kind of peel back some of these tears and some of the dragon tears and the memories, you know, whether they're very important and lore heavy and then life changing or whether they're you know zelda gardening for 200 years i'm i'm here for i'm here for either one of them but yeah i'm very excited for uh the the next section i'm cautiously optimistic about it because i keep saying that a lot about this game but that's kind of where i am um you know i've done the first tier and okay it wasn't like crazy lore heavy but it confirmed a lot of suspicions we had about Zelda, Zelda having gone back right. in time. Yeah, And then that mm. has in turn kind of formulated a lot of my theories of why Zelda is doing what she's doing at the moment, leading Link to these yeah. different places. Yeah. And so it's, it's, I hope, even if they're not super lore heavy, I feel like yeah. they will add to the theories and kind of add to yeah. the story present day in Hyrule. Mm-hmm. In, um, so I'm I'm interested yeah. in that. And you know, as we as we talk through this too, now that I think about it, even, yes, there was a disappointment there or initial disappointment. But even if it falls short, like the, even if the narrative falls short, that's almost not even the most fun part of the game so far. I love Zelda lore, so I'm like I love that shit. But like I said, I spent the last like maybe 24 hours of just doing the narrative but the last like week or so i've been playing this game i've been just fucking around the world and like that's been the best part of this game so far and then i was like oh damn i need to do story did the story story is cool now i can go back and mess around in this fun playground yeah. so like the sandbox <laughs> in the playground has been ultimately the the most fun that i've been having with this game so if they're to fall short then i guess it's not and i think bad. that's like the advantage that everybody who doesn't play games for review or uh do a podcast like we yeah. do they can just take their time and that's like so we're gonna on yeah. our, my podcast we're gonna review this game but it's our last one of the year so we have like all the time in the world Ooh. to go and mm-hmm. have take fun. your time yeah. do what you need yeah. to do yeah, yeah it's literally the last game yeah. december we'll have a full review of it in one episode oh that's yeah. awesome i'm excited to hear about that uh but kai take us home uh okay so for this section i definitely enjoyed it more than mm-hmm. the wind temple uh the i think the lead up and kind of story beats for specifically the gora and stuff was interesting like the weird mm. poison meat that was coming from yeah evil in in the cave like i think that was an interesting thing i don't really understand the luchador mask uh <laughs> and yeah. why they made him look like a mexican wrestler um, but you know, I guess they had to go with something and I thought that was nice that like, you have to battle him to like, get him to regain control. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, then he becomes, you know, your ally. I don't remember his name, you know, Bo, I'm yes. pretty sure. You know, Bo, yeah. You know, Bo, yeah. Um, and I mean, generally I, the weird, uh, snake rock battle that you do at the beginning of this section mm-hmm. at Zelda kind of 
is evil. I mean, that's what really what you're getting through in this section is that Zelda is just a, an evil entity of some kind that is causing all mm-hmm. sorts of havoc. Um, and I found that section strange and fun. Like they obviously give you the plane there, which is a nice thing yeah. to have. And like overall, it was it was interesting and it kept me kind of moving forward and they never seemed to die down and i also like all like mm-hmm. the rail cart stuff in this like between mm-hmm. rail carting up mount doom and then as well as the fire temple yeah. after uh, they like you really explore every physical use of, of rail carts uh, mm-hmm. throughout the section which is which yeah. is nice as like a main mechanic for figuring things out as far as the fire temple went like it was solid it's exactly what i wanted like a traditional zelda dungeon to be yeah absolutely. Um, i definitely struggled more in the fire dungeon that i did in the wind temple um like it was more complicated there was more going on there was more like kind of different ways that you could solve things and like that was Mm -hmm. the like cheesing my way through most of that was was probably my favorite part of just like Mm -hmm. using wish rivali's gale to get from different areas and like the last you have the five padlocks you have to unlock. And so like the last one I had left, which was like the one where you have to fall through the top Mm. of the kind of tower to get all the way back to the bottom where all the gates are locked right to the right of where the, the padlocks are. Um, And there's a way to get there with rail carts, but I was way too lazy and didn't want to figure that out. So I just (laughs) literally like used wind and then I had a bunch of stamina potions and so I just crawled up the entire side yeah. of the five levels and then <laughs> fell through the top because I was like this is dumb I'm not gonna fucking waste my time trying to figure out the you know the correct right uh, combination of rail carts to get there um and then you know unlocking the door the battle is I found really easy once again mm-hmm. like I think I have I struggled much more in Breath of the Wild with the boss fights and the different kind of ganon forms than i have in anything in this game so far like the wind temple boss super super fucking easy this spider boss like the hardest part is the uh dropping of like the bomb rocks the boulders yeah to get get out of and try to avoid but like pin pinballing yonobo uh across the you know uh kind of cylindrical room that it's in is a fun Mm. mechanic and like getting it to hit when it does its second phase on top of the ceiling i found very um satisfying in general um but yeah i would still say like a little too easy which is crazy coming from me because i'm not someone i'm not like a sweaty gamer nerd but it doesn't feel like a challenge enough it feels like oh okay like like i have a harder time fighting like bokoblins in the overworld (laughs) and like normal ass enemies like lozolfos have wrecked my shit but i you know giant rock spiders of doom i'm like this is really easy This this feels like it's just kind of a given um but yeah i mean i think this is much more of a return to form to kind of traditional Mm -hmm. zelda games and now you'd expect to interact with the dungeon and kind of like figure out the puzzles i appreciated that and i mean i hope that you know it continues kind of in that in that mode and i know that like we've talked about there's like two that are kind of the the divine beast concept and two that are kind of the the traditional dungeons so looking forward to tackling both of Mm -hmm. those and then um and then also I another thing I cheesed in in the fire temple which I just have a saved one of my favorites is a saved bridge that's like massive it's just super fucking long and it costs like I don't know it's like 15 zonite to bring up and I'll just bring that up in temples and then like position just use it that to, to get, get up from like into, yeah, to point B. it's great 
Especially because it's all that like dumbass lava shit where it's like moving in two directions and then you have to use the hydrants to like put the stones down. Instead of doing that, I just have a massive metal bridge <laughs> that I use and I just create that and I'll just put it across the entire I like thing that. and get to the other side. Um, and I, it, need and to I mean, go and do that I mean that can be a criticism and it can be a benefit, right? Like I can see yeah. people going, "Well, that's not how the game was meant to be played," and like it right, ruins the the, no. the natural gameplay. But it's also part of the fun. Is like, how can I break this in a sense to make yeah. it easier for me? Uh, which I really enjoy. Yeah. So those I, are my final thoughts. Well, Very hopeful for the next section. I was about to say, Kai, it is Perfect. the way the game is meant to be played. If you're able to do it in the game and you're not breaking yeah. or modifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, you, no, no, no. You're playing it exactly yeah. how you're supposed to. It's your adventure. It's your journey. Well, that is all for our episode today. Slade, thank you, man, for coming Absolutely. on again. It was a blast to talk. So thank y'all for having you. me back on. I didn't know how it'd be after the immortality episode, but I'm, uh, <laughs> Glad y'all were pulling that me back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for the people at home, let them know where they can uh, where they can find sure. you. The easiest way to find me is on Twitter, Twitch, uh, any list. All is at Slade Plays Games. Uh, Instagram yep. is Slade's Life. Uh, beyond that, I'm on the Game Club podcast, where once every two weeks we review a video game, not too dissimilar to a book club. You can find us at all good podcast providers, and that sketchy one behind the dumpster. At this time of recording, our current game we reviewed was Mario Odyssey. The next one out after that is Hunt Down the Freeman. Oh, interesting. I don't even know what that is. Hunt Down the Freeman is the worst thing I've ever played, and I've had to review Duke Nukem forever. (laughs) Oh, no. This is a game so broken, I had to no-clip my way through most of it. That's wild. I'm excited to hear you guys yeah, talk about well, that because that's interesting. So but yes, all, all that link, all those links will be down in the description. Go check them out. Go check out Game Club Podcasts because they're a ton of fun. And if you want us to, if you want to hear more of conversations with us, we're on there for the Between Two Pod segment, which was a ton of fun. It was too. a lot of fun. I had, I had a great time. Absolute yeah. blast. Yeah. But in the next episode, we will be tackling Zora's Domain and the Water Temple, and we will be joined by the man himself, Eric, from the Unlockables podcast to talk about that. So get pumped, because it's going to be a good old time.